0: Hey, yo, say hello to the background. Scott Hall.
1: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. As you listen to after that, Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P.P.P. The king of about of being the master of the diamond cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion. Stay tuned, or you will feel hey Hey, you listen on the SMS network, and that's the bottom line. The no gold, gold, disco. The world is listening.
2: Welcome to The Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness.
3: So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely.
1: If you know something about me, you know that I'm trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus, what is the change? We need to pay to the heart. Innocence, once lost, can never be regained darkness once gazed upon can never be lost all things truly wicked start from innocence
0: because i want to see you see me smash her up
1: come and play what i want is brian danielson's head on a stick this is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene and that's to thrive thrive to be the best in the world
2: With your hosts, Sandro LaTelpa, Randy McWilliams.
1: I am just trying to say, see ya. Go ahead, say
2: something. And Ashley Richardson.
0: I'll well, one
1: thing I knew we'd throw the fucking roof. Off. <laughs>
2: And welcome everyone to a new episode of The Whole Indie Show here on the SNS Radio Network. As ever, this is Ashley, and yeah, it's it's starting again. It's I don't want to say silly season, but it is getting ridiculous, the amount of shows. That isn't a bad thing, it's just, it's bad for shows that need to cover it and have to keep on the ball 24-7, 365 practically, with everything that's going on. So, uh, it's not so bad now, but probably when we get to mid to late September, we'll be going, make it stop. Anyway, uh, joining me as ever is, uh, my co-host Sandro and, um, yeah, I guess this is the start of New York's busy fortnight as well, isn't it, for you? I mean, you're not going, I think, to any of the shows, but certainly just in general, New York's going to be packed.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff happening in New York and uh, a lot of stuff happening this weekend and the next couple of weeks. Speaking of
2: New York, um, as of recording, and and have only just finished, have been Impact Wrestling's tapings. Now, obviously some of you will now make the joking assumption that uh, Impact Wrestling is now indie uh, because they're losing their TV deal. But no, we're not referencing that. It's because as if by nowhere, or as if from nowhere, I guess is the phrase I should use, a promo part partway through Impact Wrestling this week with a load of letters scrambling And then it's stopping on an H. And then it said, you know, H, some, you know, other letters is coming. And then you see a person in a very crazy mask. And seeing it, seeing it instantly, I was like, wow. You know, with all the rumors I've heard, whoever's coming in, it's the wrong move. And then I took a second glimpse and I was like, Oh, God. This is the worst time, Jessica. Because it is my belief, if you look at the the footage of that first tease, and I think Crelly got a screenshot of the fact that the letters actually did say Jessica's name. It looks as if Jessica Havoc is going full-time slash, I guess, part-time or whatever with TNA Impact Wrestling. And I have mixed emotions. I want to wish her the best, but in a company where you hear all these reports about, you know, the, the company not being in great shape... I'm kind of conflicted as to whether this is the right move at the right time. It's and It annoys me because I want to see her do well. And I just think, unless somehow Impact Wrestling pulls this out of the bag or something, which is unlikely considering the new uh, thing that's apparently spreading that SmackDown is now going to be airing Thursdays on sci-fi. It's it's just J Hav I dunno I wanna say why but I can understand why, but it's just I guess it's just the 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 hindsight of timing that is the only issue with this on my end. Sandra Uh
0: now first I did watch Impact Uh, But I I probably missed that uh, promo because I I was probably going to the bathroom and I didn't notice it. But I I did realize uh, Twitter was going to buzz after the show went off the air and I have no clue what this was. Then I saw the picture and I thought to myself, wow, this is it's too little too late for Jessica Havoc. Um. Uh, Probably uh, by the time this week is over, they just finished up their recent tapings, which is more than likely uh, will probably be their last or probably won't even air. And she'll probably make her debut because I know a few people that went to the tapings. uh, They took pictures of the programs that they were selling at the tapings. And Jessica Havoc is on the program. (laughs) She has the same look. Th- they're only calling her Havoc. No need for the Jessica even adding her own uh, Havoc Twitter, which, which is uh, at Havoc TNA. which if you go at this moment, is not really uh, active, like it's there, but she hasn't made any tweets about it, and she doesn't even have a profile pic. She just has the, the default egg pic, basically. Quick, I am going to Twitter right now to follow that account. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a bit too little too late um if if for some reason they were lucky to get lucky to have another tv network for to the show their product um i'm not even sure if the ratings would be the same they could be less and they could get dropped by the end of the year if that was the case but best of luck to her and uh Yeah, we'll probably see her in the Indies by the end of the year.
2: I guess the big thing is, though, and it's just, I really, they're bringing, you know, I don't, I just don't get it. They're bringing her in, but it's just, even in the knockouts division, I can't see her Fitting, perfectly. It just seems a bit off.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, they have Gil Kim, which, yeah, that's, that's worth something, I guess. And they have, uh, well, what's her TNA name? Uh, Brittany, uh, the former Santana Garrett, which uh, she hasn't uh, really think any worth noting except. Uh, losing to the man that's about it. Yeah, yeah, it's. i
2: actually having a quick, trying to have a quick look at Jessica's, <laughs> Jessica's Twitter right now because, no, no, I'm not talking the TNA one. I'm talking her, you know, her original one. Well oh,
0: she has an update in the end about two days. She's been real quiet. Well, No, it's just, and the other thing I ask,
2: I, you know, I got sidetracked so by the Impact Wrestling stuff. I'm now wondering what happens with WSU. I'm guessing that just gets dropped null and void. Well, they have to. Like I said. Which is annoying.
0: <laughs> like, like I said, she'll be back at, on the indie scene in about three months, so it's really nothing we're not we're not really going to be sad about it because you'll just be back on the Independence. that's it it's done
2: true but it's just i don't know it's just i i was looking forward to um the confrontation i guess between Luthisto and uh Havoc for the belt to, like, definitively put the feud over.
0: Well, that's going to happen. And then you can have Havoc
2: go. But I guess there is still enough time for that, isn't it? Because the episode won't be airing till five weeks from... Well, hang on. Letter 2 will be this Thursday, which is the 7th. So 14, 21, 28. So it won't be till the episodes, like... Uh, yeah, early to mid-September-ish that they'll sh- she'll show up if they do do it like that. Which, of course, they may not. I guess the only positive thing is she probably is going to be part of the Bound for Glory trip. So she's going to get to show her wares in Japan. Which I think she, uh, she's been before, hasn't she?
0: No, I don't think so.
2: Okay, so that'll be a new adventure as well. Okay, Well, that
0: depends if they still have that show.
2: Oh, they'll have it. Otherwise otherwise you'll have the demise of two companies, not one.
0: Oh anyways, let's move on because I think we went about way too long with this news. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see the the match next year in WSU. It's gonna happen next year, so nothing yeah. to worry about.
2: The other big thing, um this really only just got announced within a few hours of recording. Ring of Honor is coming back to iPay per view. Uh They've officially announced that uh, their show on Saturday, September the 6th from uh, Toronto, uh, the Ring of Honor All-Star Extravaganza 6, will be an iPay-per-view. Apparently, they will continue the partnership with Ustream as a streaming video provider, but the Ustream channel itself will no longer be used to deliver the events. The event will apparently be purchased and viewed exclusively on Ring of on- Ring of Honor's own website uh triple for uh, basically twenty bucks. 1999 if you want to do it round it like that. Uh set to appear apparently is Elgin, AJ uh, styles that is, of course, the Briscoes, Red Dragon, the Young Bucks, Daniels and Kazarian Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, and many others. Uh, You can pre-order it now, um, as well as purchase it at the time of the event at ringofhonorwrestling.com with uh, all all major credit cards and all that stuff. The big thing is that the show will be from uh, the old Maple Leaf Gardens stadium or arena uh, complex, now known as the Matami Athletic Centre. So we're going to an historic place for a show which it seems to be unclear as to what is going on. They're continuing the partnership with Ustream, but Ustream won't be delivering it. Unless, of course, they're going to, like, password block it. Because Ustream said that, didn't they? Like, if you still want to do live streams and monetize them on your own websites, that's fine. The only problem is, is it gonna be, is it gonna be like the last time that happened, and everybody's gonna get it for free?
0: <laughs> well, they'll be they'll be returning to the Maple Leaf Gardens because uh, this was the same uh, show and venue where, unfortunately, uh, BJ uh, suffered that stinger last year. So, ah, <clears throat> uh, a bit surprised that uh, they announced this on, as i pay per view, but uh, it's a bit interesting that they're gonna use the they're gonna use UStream as a provider, but stream it on the Ring of Honor's website. So that's a uh, that's a bit uh, unique for Ring of Honor's part. So, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the last one because you know UStream said they're gonna stop. Providing internet pay-per-views ne- on the following month in October. So,
2: well, they they said they're stopping pay-per-views on on hosted on their own site, but if people want to use UStream as the service pro- for providing a live stream, they can do. It's just that. The whole monetary side of giving access to the stream has to be done by, you know, Ring of Honor or New Japan or something like that. It isn't going to be handled by Ustream at all. It's all got to be in house with whoever gets, you know, whoever does it. Um, The event will also, though, for those people that can't catch it live, it will be available as a replay immediately after the conclusion of the event as well. You'll still have to pay, you know, you won't get it for free. Um, Speaking of computers, and continuing with Ring of Honor, um, the latest Silas Young announcement. (laughs) Wow. Basically, it's about cyberbullying, and Silas says his kid was complaining about being cyberbullied. So he smacked his kid around the head with the keyboard and said, that's real bully. What? This, this is brilliant. Oh, I love it. I just love it. Uh, oh, and also, Ring of Honor, we found out, we, we speculated last week about what that uh, Adam Pierce Facebook thing was about. Turns out it was Ring of Honor. Uh he is officially gonna be part of the Death Before Dishonour show from Chicago on um September what September the twenty second is it, I think? I'm trying to yeah, or September twenty first, twenty second, that weekend. And he's gonna be part of the decade. Apparently uh teaching the youngsters of, uh, to Darius Thomas and, uh, Paige, the, um, the hard way, I guess. The, you know, the, the old school way of learning, learning your styles and everything. Which is promising because obviously, Pierce is possibly as old school as you can get in terms of Ring of Honor because obviously, that man has a shitload of history there, considering he booked it for quite a bit. I think, yeah, wasn't I think... He, the, he was the booker for the whole cu- culmination of the Steen-Generico feud, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was.
2: Anyway, what your thoughts on uh, Pierce Returns to Ring of Honor?
0: Anyway, that's what I was trying to say. uh. Surprised to see that they're going to bring back Adam Pierce, And honestly, I think it's a good fit for the decade. Especially what the decade is uh, supposed to represent. Uh, It makes sense. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. If uh, it's for a short time or could be an extended time. But it's very interesting to see him back in Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, it's... I'm interested to see what will happen. I'm guessing... He probably will be wrestling more than likely. And then of course he could be just a corner man sort of deal. That wouldn't surprise me either. So uh, yeah, cannot wait for mid-September for that one. Now, uh, a few videos you should check out. Um, Shikara, the latest podcaster go-go, has some more footage from the pretty damn good You Only Live Twice pay-per-view from uh, a couple of months back. Uh, And also and I'll let you mention this, Sandro, because uh, I uh, managed to miss this this week. Um, Big stuff coming from the event center and uh, uh, a bit of an adjustment to uh, one of the major title situations and uh, how you can get contendership for it.
0: Yeah, so basically they announced that they're going to use the same format from the Chicaras Campeonatos de Parejas as, as as the same goes for the Grand Championship so basically you have to win three matches in a row in order to get three points and you can use those points to get a title shot at the Grand Championship if you lose one match uh, example this is your third match, but you lose it, you're gonna have to start all over again in order to gain three points. Uh I have no issues with this. I think this is a great idea. And um they did announce that Icarus will be defending his grand championship. Uh I, I believe it's next weekend, if I'm not mistaken, where they're when they go into mm-hmm. Canada and he's gonna be defending uh, the grand championship on the second show. Uh, But, of course, uh, they haven't revealed who, at this moment, has three points. But I'm I'm assuming they might reveal it either this Friday or maybe next Friday when they release the next uh, event center video.
2: The show is in Montreal, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's either in Montreal or Quebec, one of the two.
2: I'm just wondering, could it be Steen as sort of a final farewell? I, I I guess it really depends on the situation with his contract and everything, but he's been a, had a pretty good following in Chicago when he's been there. You know, the last time was wasn't it last season? He did a few of the early twenty thirteen shows.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I think he might have lost one of the matches, but I I can't really see that happening if you want to bring them on for like a surprise segment or something, I guess so, but, uh, not for the grand championship.
2: Uh, well, I'm trying to think, see, there's nobody really that I think, I think what they want to do rather than have somebody with three points or something, they might actually have just a special, you know, that's why I'm thinking possibly steam because of, uh, Special sort of one-off, because the 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 announcement's only just been made for regarding the the qualification circumstances, but um, that means there's going to be quite a lot of people now going through the records of every single shikara match ever to see who is still who has three consecutive wins or more and could technically challenge. It's it's going to be complicated. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so that's all going down. Now, um, I want to quickly mention this, um, because due to the schedule and everything that is getting hectic on our end, um, we were given a chance to um, interview... Did we know who from CCW or did they just want us to? Uh,
0: Well, uh, I I didn't want to mention this on the air, but uh, yeah, several other people wanted to interview us. It's not only CCW.
2: Basically what I'm saying is due to the, the schedule that we've got and everything, it's sort of hard to, but I will freely, because we weren't able to, um, get an interview sorted. I will freely promote here now that the uh, the next Dojo War show is happening uh, next Wednesday, which is August the 13th at uh, 8 p.m. at the CZW Academy on 120 Harmon Road, uh, Suite 504 in Blackwood, New Jersey. Um, doors open at 7.30 for the 8 p.m. bell. Um, the reason why is because... I want to promote this because it's like the alternative $5 wrestling, because it's five matches for $5, and probably most of them are going to be entertaining, unlike, well no, $5 wrestling is entertaining, it's just, you're more likely to get some pretty damn good stuff from the CCW trainees, and WSU trainees, and Uh, The CGW and WSU roster that show up. Case in point, shown last week, which we did mention, due to the fact that uh, there was an issue uh, with recording last week, which we recorded um, one bit a little bit late, that uh, the Wired title changed hands with Joe Gacy getting it. So I guess for those people that were at the, the show and paid their $5, they got to see a big moment. So, uh, you never know what will happen now on the Dojo Wars show. So, check that out. They have also, if you can't make it to next uh, week's show, uh, don't worry. Because I think it's pretty much every fortnight, isn't it, Sandro, for their shows?
0: Uh, Yeah, pretty much. But they announce it, so, it way in advance. So.
2: Yeah, Dojo Wars 8, I know, is on their website. It's confirmed for August 27th. Same venue and everything, so... Uh, so, yeah. Apologies that, you know, uh, I couldn't really schedule it for an interview and really get it up in time to be a quality enough interview uh, that promotes the show enough. Just because... You now, as, as I said at the start, this month is going to get crazy with all the other you know all the other promotions that are going on but i will freely you know i will freely promote that for you guys out there so um hopefully um when when things get a little bit less hectic possibly to you know possibly in the next coming weeks who knows um hopefully we'll try and get an interview with you guys if you'll if you'll grant us one of course um but yeah I i wanted to put that out there and made sure that it wasn't clarified that we weren't blowing them off. It was just that you know, it's 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 getting a bit busy on our end with well, this it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit busy starting from the second segment, really, because we've got a lot to go through. So um one final bit of news from me. Uh Valkyrie have announced uh that they will be having a third show coming up on October the 24th and it will be the Valk- it will be Valkyrie Free the Queen's Road um so yeah that's officially confirmed for as I say October 24th so uh, a few months to go but uh i guess that gives them time to build up the card that they want for that show which i guess is important uh Sandro have you got any stories
0: not really stories, just stuff I want to comment real quick. Uh, if you yep. check out the latest uh, Candace and Joey show, uh, they did record the night of uh, eleven, which uh, mm-hmm. even after the the infamous match that they had with the Bucks, um, there's one one moment where uh, Joey Ryan zooms in on Candace's face, and she has like a a pretty big bump on like on the side of her face right above. Right on top of the eye, basically on top of the eyebrow, There's like a big bump, which uh, you probably didn't notice it, but like it's pretty big of what happened to her. And they show some uh, hilarity ensuing, as that was the same night as Roderick Strong's birthday. Oh, blind me! <laughs> yeah, they all made like special uh, T-shirts for the uh, for the night at which said. Uh, Roddy's shitty little shoes. And it had uh, <laughs> pencil drawings of uh, his shoes, basically. And so I'm sure there's an inside joke to that. And uh, I want to give my quick thoughts on uh, Prince Devitt's uh, first interview in WWE slash uh, NXT. Ah, yes. He's really, really quiet and he needs to speak up more loud. I noticed that immediately. <laughs>
2: uh wouldn't you be scared shitless when it's your first promo for
0: wwe yeah i guess but i don't know i i really didn't notice that (laughs) but you know it is wwe it it is a big time and i guess he he was nervous but uh, he's gonna have to suck it up and get over that and uh, hopefully he'll do that successfully and uh i know he made a I don't want to, not really jokes but he did mention that he knew Sheamus like he's like yeah I'm I'm good for <laughs> with him and whatever and uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's uh, if he knows what could happen uh in his uh in his role in WWE and uh, of course he did uh no actually I think Renee mentioned um uh, him and Kenta coming in and what's his uh how how well he's going to fare in WWE basically and uh he thinks that uh Going to do very well, and uh, he also mentioned how he knew a couple of the guys on the roster you know, guys like Neville, uh, Sami Zayn, and a couple of other guys. So he's very looking forward to his time in NXT and possibly the main roster. Which I was surprised that he even mentioned that in the interview, but uh, uh, he wants to make a statement. And uh, well, looking forward to see how he does. Very excited. He's got
2: enough of a, re- a reputation to be um, on the roster quicker than. Some of the talents, I'd say.
0: And speaking of, because I just remembered, uh, Renee did mention if Devitt plans to bring the the body paint in NXT, (laughs) and he says, "You never know."
2: Oh, is is that going to be his WrestleMania?
0: Sure, why not? Every time
2: he shows up, WrestleMania body paint
0: <laughs> why not it's a special occasion it's
2: like ray mysterio only less garish
0: <laughs> yes and
2: more wow that's pretty cool <laughs> right um so uh we'll quickly go through well some of the results from this past week because the the new japan stuff we will leave till the second segment because uh really want to go over a lot of that because i think we've got is it 5 nights to go through
0: i've lost count of i've lost count of the honest i think
2: it's 5 nights um,
0: like that.
2: at least as of recording because if well we'll get to that anyway so first up in results uh older you wrestling speakeasy spectacular from lakewood ohio from uh I think, it, yeah, was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Um, so uh, the show opened with the tag team of uh, Jeremy Madrox and the Columbus Cruncher beating the uh, Newbury Wolves of Juice Jennings and Levi Connors. Uh, Darren Corbyn was successful over Nicholas Valentino. Thunder Kitty beat Heidi Lovelace. Uh, Felino del Petrot. Who may or may not be Lewis Lyndon beat uh, Jack Blonde, who uh, may or may not be Jack Verville. Then uh, Anatole, accompanied by Baron Doroshov and Nikolai, uh, beats Marion Fontaine by DQ. Which uh, that 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 confuses me. Fontaine got disqualified. Probably That's, probably shenanigans, I don't know. Probably. That seems shenanigan-ish. And then in the eight-man tag team elimination match, featuring them damn feds, um, the, the faces of uh, Team Speakeasy, of Eric Cannon, Bill Taylor, a.k.a. Billy Taylor, Dickerson, and Josh Sampson, I'm wondering if Dickerson is.
0: <laughs> Chris. No, I doubt it. No, unfortunately, it wasn't because he was in California that night. <clears throat> okay, damn it. Um,
2: but anyway, the faces of this team, Speakeasy, beat the feds of Judge Hugo Black, who may or may not have been Ricky Shane Page, uh, Cameron Sky, Gavin Quinn, and Sue Jackson. It sounds like there was a lot of rip tootin', hootin', Annie going on down there.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the photo of all the roster from the show. Uh, oh, the the old school
2: yeah. um, sort of uh, squad. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, pretty cool lineup. And uh, I gotta say, uh, the way Heidi was dressed, she definitely looked apart. I was really surprised. I didn't think she would fit in with the. The theme of the show but she she looked she definitely looked apart. i was really surprised and they did announce uh, earlier this week that they will have their next show happening next month good have they
2: announced where or when or anything or
0: uh i believe it's going to take place in uh mm. norfolk uh ohio i believe i'm mm-hmm. pronouncing that right um I don't recall the name of the venue, but I think they did announce it. It's probably on their website. Just check out oldiewrestling.com for more information.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's a good alternative experience from those guys there at Oldie Wrestling. So go check it out if you can. Now, next up, uh, Northeast Wrestling's Wrestling Under the Stars 3 from uh, Fishkill, New York. Apparently the attendance was about a thousand to one thousand two hundred fans, and I do remember. I I think was it on the SNS page or a another group that I was with. Yeah, I posted it. Somebody posted a picture. Was it you? Yeah. Posting the picture up of the crowd, and then was it was it you or somebody in the comments making the little? No, it was me. Joke. I did the whole thing. Oh, it was you. I remember there were some other people in the comments, though, making a joke about the uh, fact that, you know, that sort of attendance is something that TNA could only dream of. At least going by, you know, previous trends. Uh, Which, I guess, now makes you wonder whether Field of Honor is going to be a success next week. I hope it is. (laughs) Because... The attendance for the last baseball show at that place for TNA was actually not too bad. The one that Bronx
0: attended? Yeah, it wasn't as big as the previous shows because I, I think it did under a thousand. Yeah. Like about eight hundred if I'm not mistaken.
2: But uh yeah. Pretty good attendance and um yeah, the show started with uh, Matt Taven beating Michael Bennett with Maria after a frog splash. Um, key thing to note there that apparently there was no sign of Kaylee Ray, so I don't know what happened there. Perhaps, perhaps she was there and it's just not noted down in the results here. Um, Brodus Clay with Booker T, or was he called Monster C or something? I can't remember.
0: He's being billed as that in other places.
2: Yeah. He beat uh, Jay Buster with a platinum entourage. Uh, Joe Oceano beat Dan DeMann. Uh, the champion of Northeast Wrestling, Brian Anthony, was successful in the uh, triple threat against Caleb Conley and Matt Sidell. Uh in the, six, in the six-person tag match, uh, the team of Velvet Sky... Mark Sherman and Robbie the Giant, Arujo were victorious over Ruby Sky, Shovelhead Chuck, and Man Scout Jake Manning. Uh Jerry Lawler beat Kevin Steen in the pile driver versus pile driver match. Which I guess is only fair considering the guy that's, you know, leaving the company. And uh in the main event, the Hardy Boys were successful over the young Bucks. However, and I do want to bring this up here because I I, I come kind of wondering what you're hinting at here. Uh, you posted up a picture of uh, the young Bucks shaking Booker T's hand. Now we you know they've obviously had disagreements in the past, but you were saying could this be hinting towards bigger things? Are you thinking could this be like the Bucks tryout? Saying, "Please take us NXT or something."
0: Well, there were rumors before this event happened that uh, supposedly WWE was interested in once again taking a look at the Young Bucks because the Bucks had had tryouts in WWE uh, several years back. I remember the Bucks uh, telling a story on uh, Cabana's podcast about uh, uh, one of the Bucks were supposed to take a spot where Big Show was supposed to choke slam. I believe it was Nick Jackson. Uh, from the ringside to the outside through a table but he was too nervous because he thought he was going to get hurt and I think that was the same weekend where he's supposed to get married and he didn't want to get hurt on the the wedding day but anyways uh, maybe I don't know but it's possible Um, the fact that they not only shake Booker T's hand but also took a picture of it I think it's very possible that they could get a tryout within the next couple of weeks but we'll uh, have to wait and see what happens I'm trying to think, are they in, uh, are
2: they, they are in Florida this week, aren't they? I'm trying to remember. I don't think, they're, they're not booked for New Japan this week, so that's certainly, I have to see. They might get booked for,
0: maybe next door.
2: Yeah. Um, so next up, Dream Rave, uh, their adversity show from LaSalle, Illinois. Uh, On the pre-show, we had uh, the team of J.J. Garrett, Nate Knox, and Dan the Man beating Jeff O'Shea, Moondog Bernard, and Wayne Van Dyke. And then also, uh, the dodgeball superstar, Tyler Pregel, beating Maxwell Chicago with the DDT. Maxwell Chicago is pretty damn awesome, though. I'm annoyed by that. Um, The first match saw um, Lince Dorado successfully retain his alternative championship belt uh, against Jigsaw after hitting the Yoshi Tonic. Then the... I don't know, this is confusing. Um, oh, I see. Uh, GW Beck, formerly Waylon Beck, uh, accompanied by JC Costilli, came out to the ring the next contest, but refused to compete until the ring was cleaned up and called out Jud the janitor, but once Jud was in the ring, Beck attacked him, the match was set, and Beck got the free count following a dollar st- a double stomp to Jud's head and then a suplex so yeah he beat up he beats up cleaners nice, and uh next up, seduce and destroy of Malakai Matthews and Aaron Xavier uh, not being successful this time. Um, zero gravity of CJ Esparza and Brett Kakaia beating them after stereo moves on Seduce and Destroy. Uh, next was scheduled was the I Quit match between uh, Vic Capri and Uriah Davari, But a pre-tape video played uh, as Capri was out there with Divari saying that he threw his back out and as an actual doctor's note that says he's unable to compete, and that when he comes back, he'll be as good as gold. Um, Vic was obviously annoyed and uh, wanting a fight, so I guess he got one because Rough Crossing attacked him from behind. This then became a match, which Capri won after hitting a slice bread number two. Uh, Next, saw uh, Nick Brubaker beat Roderick Strong. After uh, the Overdriver. So I guess Roderick Strong is heel in (laughs) another company. God damn it. Seems to be a trend. Uh, For the tag belts, uh, Team ACDC of Eric and Darren Corbin successfully retained them against the hooligans of Mason and Devon Cutter. Uh, Basically, the hooligans did hit their combo of the backpack stunner double stomp but uh darren corbin pulled the referee out and while the ref was distracted devin got kicked in the nuts and pinned by eric cannon heelish ways yay then we had um a beat the clock challenge between shane hollister and Marche roquette do you think wwe stole this idea i don't know Um, Hollister apparently had to pin Marche in 10 minutes or less, and it's his last chance at Marche. Um, But with less than a minute left, after Hollister had been targeting Marche's uh, arm and shoulder, Rocket had to tap out. So I guess Hollister is successful, and I guess he gets to face Marche again, possibly, somewhere down the line considering he won it in less than 10 minutes. I'm not sure. Uh, The semi-main event uh, saw uh, Helter Skelter of Marcus Crane and Alex Castle beat the Devastation Corporation with Sidney Bacabella. So he's still employed by them. That's good. That's the important bit. Um, And then the main event, Christian Rose against Matt Cage... Uh, apparently it really got uh, very busy. Uh, Chris Castro, who was in Cage's Corner, got thrown out after headbutting Nicky, who was carried out by security. Uh, J.C. Costelli came out at one point and acted as a distraction for Whalen Beck to run out and hit Rose with a chair, following with a suplex on the chair, and then afterwards Nick Brubaker hit Rose with brass knuckles, Cage then nailed the money shot and pinned him, so we have a new Dreamwave champion in Matt the Money Cage. So that is Matt the Money Cage from AAW, isn't it?
0: Of course, it's only one.
2: Yeah. No, but it's like the guy was angry that he wasn't top billing now. He's top billing in Dreamwave now. So congrats to Matt there, certainly uh finally on the results uh wrestling is fun the i guess the the tryout debut of sorts you know the um the students from the wrestle factory and all that the
0: developmental show
2: yeah i, w- I can't really say developmental because quite a lot of them uh certainly the main event wasn't developmental um Anyway, the first match saw uh, the team of NRG, which was Hype Rockwell and Race Jackson, beat Los Ice Creams. W- will they ever not lose? It's like if there was an anti Campeonatos de Perejas, Los Ice Creams, I think, would have 28 points by now. Can we make that happen, Chikara? Just give them a chance. <laughs> uh, in a singles match... The proletarian board Moldova beat creator wrestler who actually looks pretty cool <laughs> in that video that I mentioned to you. Um, or no, did, did I bring it up? I don't think I did, did I? No, no, you didn't. No, it's, it's a, a video that got posted up a couple of days back with creator wrestler not being happy with what happened, and uh, Dasha Hatfield came on and said, Look. Your mind wasn't in the game. You're still shaken up by the fact that your buddy, Private Eye Jr., got killed. But, you know, take it as a learning experience and then move on to the next show. Don't know when the next show is because it doesn't seem to be listed, but anyway. Uh, Next up, Prakash Sabar successful over Argus. Kid Cyclone beat Mr. Azerbaijan. So, I, I, I guess a good success full debut for Kid Clone there. Uh, the Wrecking Crew, uh, Yaka and Oleg the Usurper, beat Equinox the third, possibly. Certainly Equinox, and uh, his partner, Heidi Lovelace. Then the, uh, the banana was on the line, and uh, Juan Francisco de Coronado successfully retained it after beating Hallowicked. And then in the main event... I guess some would see it as upset. I don't know. But Night Eye for the Pirate Guy of Jolly Roger and Lance Steele were successful over the pieces of hate of Jigsaw and the Shard.
0: Yeah, the current champions.
2: N- no. Uh, didn't, the throwbacks got the belts, didn't they, at the last oh, set no, of shows? Oh, no, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You're right. My mistake. My mistake. It's the few that sorted yeah. it, though.
0: Yeah. Because obviously
2: pieces of hate won the last time they faced and that's how they got the belt back.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: But the big thing is what happened afterwards. Uh, Basically, after the match, Jigsaw and the Shard were arguing with each other. 17 came out to try and settle their differences, but Jigsaw walked out, leaving the Shard and 17 there. So, is Jigsaw turning face? Is he going Rudo again? I guess we'll have to see.
0: What? It's,
2: it's, you, you, say it's you, say he's,
0: you say he's going face, then he might be turning Rudo. Oh,
2: I, you know, sorry. All, I don't know. <laughs> he might be going ultra heel. I don't know. I don't know how many points Jigsaw has to take on Icarus. Probably none. He might have some. In which case, that'd really piss off quack. The storyline, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait for everything to develop and make sense. Anyway, uh, that's all the news and results that we're running through for this first part. Uh, When we come back... Uh, A rundown of pretty much everything that's happened so far in the New Japan G1 Climax event. So, practically night 6 through 10. And uh, our thoughts on quite a bit of it. uh, Because I don't think... Because night 10 happened on the day of recording, uh, myself and Sandro have not been able to see that yet, so... We'll certainly give you the results and we'll give you a rundown of uh, what's coming up this weekend regarding it after this break.
4: guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And I want to take a moment to let you guys know that, personally, I appreciate the support that we've had here on the SNS Radio Network over the years. And I'm here to tell you about a new way that you can help us out and show your support for the SNS Radio Network. We now have a way for you to uh, donate to the SNS Radio Network. If you go to the SNSRadioNetwork.com main page, scroll down, there is now a donate button on the page. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to us, but your donation is very appreciated as we do a lot of hard work on the SNS Radio Network, spend a lot of our time and our own money to make sure that you guys have uh, entertaining podcasts and live shows on the SNS Radio Network. So to those who have donated so far, on behalf of the SNS Radio Network, we appreciate you and your continued support. And for those that will donate in the future, again, we thank you for your support of the SNS Radio Network. www.snsradionetwork.com, providing you with free podcasts since 2010.
1: Here. Let's go to our ring announcers. The following podcast is scheduled to take you
4: back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings
1: you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's Go Time! Unplugged CT. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You got answers? The truth! You can't handle the truth! Every month on the SNS Radio Network. Check out the podcast that deals with conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unknown. Check out Unplugged CT with Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, and Bronx Zilla. You have questions, we have answers. Keep an open mind because the truth Is out there. The truth shall set you free.
3: Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network, my wife here. Now as most of you listeners know I happen to promote my own albums every now and again And the latest one is now available Yes, Dream Sphere The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy Is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks All available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US $10 US on pay. So check it out today It's got some great tracks including Witchwood Dream Sphere Flight of Dragons And many many more DreamSphere, available at mywifestudios.info.
4: fan of the sns radio network want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the sns network let me tell you how you can check out the facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash sns radio network on twitter follow us at sns radio network you can follow me mr money on the mic jeff jackson at sns underscore jj sex a one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network
2: Back here for the second part of this week's whole indie show here on the SNS radio network with uh, Ashley and Sandro. And um, yeah, we're now going to get big into New Japan G1 Climax 24 news. Obviously, we've gone through the first five nights, and uh, we're now going to go take you through the next five, uh, starting off with um, night six, which was last Thursday. Uh, at the Act City Hamamatsu, uh, I guess, theatre, arena thing. And good attendance for this one, as you'd expect. Uh, 3,100 fans, which equates to a Super No Vacancy Full House. You know, not all of the shows so far have been, I think four out of the six have been Super Full Houses, and I think the other two were Super No Vacancy. But either way, you know, it's they've been pretty packed, which I guess is the good thing. And uh, yeah, not to spoil anything, but that trend does continue. But um, Sandra, do you want to go through your thoughts on this one?
0: Sure. And uh, the first match uh, was an interesting match because we had the Battle of the Bullet Club. Yes. Which seems to be the theme for the last set of shows. (laughs) <laughs> but anyways, the, the opening match, of course, representing the Bullet Club, we had Doc Gallows, one half of the IWGP Tag Team Champions against the current IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Bad Luck Fale. Uh Interesting match. Uh, but of course, uh, before the match even started, they both, uh, uh, I believe they gave the Wolf Pack sign uh, before they actually started, show respect. Uh, both guys, uh, in the beginning, uh, tried to act who could take down who first. Obviously, both are very similar in height. So, they tried to take each other down with uh, shoulder blocks for about uh, about a full minute at best. And eventually, the match continued. Uh, a good match for what it was. Um, crowd was... Uh, I think they were probably mostly behind Fale. Probably because they... They know him the best, and he's been there uh, with New Japan for the, uh, for the last couple of years. Um, the fin- the end and the finish came after several strike exchanges between both guys. Uh, Dallas got the better of Fale after hitting a jump uh, and axe kick, basically. Well, bicycle bicycle kick, most likely, basically. Uh, and he got mm-hmm. the win over Fale in about eight minutes and four seconds. So Gallows, uh, at that point, has four points. <clears throat> and climbs up the, the rankings in a bit. But it was an interesting match to see these two go and at it. And I did like how both guys went head-to-head, basically not pulling back anything, even though they were part of the same faction. So that was very interesting to see.
2: Yeah. Next match uh, was uh, Eugene Nagata and Davey Boy Smith Jr., or... I, you know, I, I have now heard him in one of those post-match things. I agree with you, Sandra. He really is trying to be Brett.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, he is, and uh, it, it's actually pretty funny. Which is weird because I never heard him sound like that before in interviews. I think he's probably do trying to do this uh, to get the heart name over, even though yeah. his name doesn't have the heart in it, you know. But, uh, you know, it, it's just. Related
2: a, somehow to a heart. It's absolutely. just
0: something to, fun to see and hear. But I'm pretty sure they probably mentioned it on commentary if they do. But, anyways. The match. The match, <laughs> yes. Usually uh, Nagata taking on David Smith Jr. Uh, pretty decent back and forth between both guys. Uh, the power guy uh, tried to beat up Nagata throughout the match, but uh, uh, in typical Nagata fashion, uh, the old guy that just won't give up. And that's what happened. He didn't give up and he won the match after hitting the Exploder of Justice, which is the Exploder Suplex. And he gets the win. (laughs) justice. And he gets the win in 9 minutes and 39 seconds. And Nagata gains uh, two more points, which at that point he gets four points in the brackets.
2: Yeah, next up... um is there history between these two? I'm not sure. Um Togi Makabe versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh
0: not really. As far as I I don't think recall, there is. Really. You you had some more
2: lace storyline matches later on in the card and on other cards, certainly.
0: Yes. Uh Makabe against uh Yujiro Takahashi. Uh crowd solidly behind uh Makabe. Uh fine match for what it was. Uh surprisingly Ujiro gets the win after hitting the Miami Shine, which is basically an overhead uh, face buster. A pretty, pretty fine match for what it was. I was surprised that he managed to apply the Miami Shine because, uh, of course, Makabe being the, the more bigger and, uh, I guess, heavier for the size of Ujiro. So that was a surprise to see him apply the move.
2: Uh, now we actually... I'd say move up a little bit in the standings because we got uh, one of the guys who was close to the top of the table at this point in the sh- in the, the stage of the tournament. Anyway, as uh, Satoshi Kojima took on Katsuyori Shibata.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely interesting match here. Uh, crowd uh, was about fifty-fifty for both guys. Uh, Good back and forth between the guys. I was uh, surprised to see that, to be honest, because of a. Uh, uh, Kojima's—I don't want to say limitations—but he's just getting up there in age, and he's not what he used to be. But he he just keeps trying in big shows like this one. But uh, for what it was, good back and forth between the guy, between both guys, excuse me. A lot of exchanges back and forth as far as striking is concerned. But the finish came uh, when Shibata uh, gave a lot of strikes to Kojima near the end, and he finished it off with a PK which is the penalty kick, and he got the win in 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, Shibata gaining two more points, and he at that point, he gains eight points in block eight.
2: Next, um, Machine Gun Carl Anderson versus Hiroki Gota.
0: <clears throat> uh, good match uh, between both guys. A lot of back and forth between the two. Uh, surprisingly, uh, Anderson gets the win over Hiroki Godo after hitting the gun stun, which is the ice crusher, in about 11 minutes and uh, 36 seconds. Anderson gains two more points uh, in block B, and at that point, he is upgraded to four points with two wins. Uh,
2: next up, Lands Archer versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, whoever won here would be making the move up to six from four.
0: Uh, Just like the opening match, uh, this was the battle of uh, the stablemates as uh, both members are a part of Suzuki Gun. Uh, A pretty good match. I was actually surprised to see. Um, Just like in the opening match, both guys didn't hold back and just went at each other as uh, they were enemies, basically. Uh, But at the end, uh, Minoru Suzuki was uh, just too much for Archer. And he got the win after applying the... uh, he has uh, the finisher, I don't know what he actually calls it, but it's basically he locks in a sleeper hole. But instead of applying it properly, he hits like a, like a judo throw, basically. But uh, Minoru just turns back while his opponent flips over. And then when he lands, he applies the sleeper hold more tighter, uh, which does more damage. And that's basically what happened, and uh, Lance Archer tapped out. Uh, I was a bit worried uh, when Minoru applied it because obviously Archer is the more taller guy and uh, I was a bit worried that uh, he might have hurt himself when he hit the the judo throw, but Lance Archer landed perfectly fine and I was really surprised because I I really wasn't expecting to see that. But uh, good performance by Minoru Suzuki and he gains two more points in block B and at that point gets six points.
2: So, um, remember how last week we were talking about how it's incredible how well Shelton Benjamin is doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, shall we get start talking about the week to forget for Shelton Benjamin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That might uh, be a bit of spoilers, but anyway, it's sort, of, uh, it's sort of unnecessary to say it's spoilers when you find out he's taking on Shinsuke Nakamura.
0: Yes. So, next match we had, uh, Nakamura taking on uh, Shelton X Benjamin. Um, Interesting way. I'm pretty sure they did fought before. I think they might have fought at the uh, New Japan Cup back in March, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Benjamin uh, immediately attacked Nakamura even before Nakamura did his pose in the ring. Crowd wasn't happy about that. Uh, Good back and forth between both guys. Uh, But in the end... Nakamura got the win after hitting uh, the the Bumbaye on Benjamin, which actually came out of nowhere. Because at that point, I think Shelton was getting the better of Nakamura, but then out of nowhere, Nakamura just stops Shelton's momentum and just finishes off with the Bumbaye. And at that point, uh, Nakamura gains two more points in block A and is up uh, with eight points. And uh, Benjamin, at that point still had eight points so wasn't uh no longer well i think he, i think it was probably still in first place at that point but uh this would be a trend later on of course <laughs> let's, let's
2: just say uh, well we don't know what's happened on the show that's happened first or sorry friday morning but he may still be on eight but we'll get to that next up um I'd say the guy with the momentum because, you know, we were saying last week how he's really proving that heel AJ is a, a brilliant thing. Uh, AJ Styles took on Hiroshi Tenzan.
0: Okay. Uh, this was an interesting match. Um, because of course you have AJ, the world champion against Hiroshi Tenzan, who's obviously a new Japan legend. And, uh, Definitely the guy that is getting up there in age and uh, probably should stop wrestling but continue to do it because I'm so major. uh, Crowd solemnly behind uh, Tenzan cheering on Tenzan throughout the entire match. Uh, Pretty good back and forth, I will say. Um, I was actually surprised that Tenzan went toe-to-toe with AJ and lasted as long as the match did. Um... AJ got the win when he hit the styles clash. Um, in about fourteen minutes and twenty-two seconds, AJ getting two more points in Block B, and at that point is has six points. Excuse me, but a pretty good performance by Tenzon. So then,
2: <laughs> on paper, this was the one which was like this could be odd. Uh, Kazuchika Ricardo versus Toriyano. And surprisingly for a tour match, it didn't go for a few minutes. It actually went relatively long.
0: Yeah, for what it was, it did go went long. Not too long, but it was, you know. Long for a for Yano match, basically.
2: I think yeah, nine minutes for a Yano match is a record for the entire G1, even going through the ones that we still gotta get for. Her. Uh
0: both guys are part of chaos. They they don't really reference chaos that much when they have matches like this unless it's like they don't
2: need to Yano still shilling dvds <laughs>
0: yeah. unless it's like two of the top guys in the stable but uh yeah yeah we you got your typical yano match some comedy spots here and there uh crowd definitely behind uh, yano especially with his chant um for what it was uh we probably You probably would have thought that Yano would have got the win, and he probably could have, but uh, in the end, Okada uh, got the win after hitting the Rainmaker. And uh, Okada gains two more points in block B and has eight points.
2: And then headlining um, night six, it was uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, the winner of which would uh, move up into joint first because with the way the points were for each of them, they both had six. Somebody was going to walk out
0: with eight. Uh, this, this is a, a rematch from last year's tournament, which was night two back in Kirkenhall, Hall, which was definitely one of the best matches in the tournament and what I think uh, made Ishii a star at that point. Uh, this match was as good, but just not better. Than last year's match in my opinion. Uh, crowd. Definitely behind Ishii. Definitely rooting him on. Uh, they weren't really. Uh, I guess bullying Tanahashi. They just were cheering more of the underdog. In uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh Really good back and forth between both guys. But in the end. Uh, Tanahashi gets the win. After hitting the high fly flow. In about 15 minutes. And. Uh, in this match. Uh. Tanahashi gained some more points, getting eight points in block A.
2: So, uh, next we move on to night seven, and arguably a big night uh, from last Friday. Uh, the reason why I say it's big is because it was Kirken Hall, which is, you know, one of the historic venues for Japanese wrestling and everything. Uh, understandably, it was a Super no vacancy for house. Apparently, there was 2,015 fans. Did they not get the memo that it should have been 2,014 fans? Just for irony, anyway. Um, in the opening match, uh, Satoshi Kojima versus Shelton Benjamin. I wonder what's going to
0: happen here. Bad luck, Shelton. <laughs> uh, just wanted to mention, uh, not only is uh, I guess Harry hall has a uh... It's a legendary venue, but it's uh, also known as the uh, the, the sacred shithole for, for different reasons. But uh, yeah, well, opening Kelvin back.
2: found out the hard way that was a shithole.
0: Yeah, he probably did. Because <laughs> uh, in the first match, we had uh, Satoshi Kojima taking on Shelton X Benjamin. Uh, good back and forth. Uh, good opener. Uh, but in the end, Benjamin lost again because Kojima gets to win. After hitting the Lariat in about 10 minutes and 11 seconds, Kojima getting two points in block A and gets six points in total.
2: Next up, Lance Archer versus Toriyano.
0: Yes. Um, uh, A lot of uh, Yano comedy spots here. Uh, Definitely at one point where... um, Archer got the better of Yano. He uh decided to to mimic Yano and did the uh the, basically the R V D taunt and just chanted Lance Archer and the crowd actually chanted along with them, which was uh, very funny to see.
3: <laughs>
0: but uh, in the end <clears throat> Archer gets the better of Yano because he won the match after hitting the blockout in uh four minutes and thirty eight seconds. Uh Lance Archer getting two more points. Uh, in block B and has six points.
2: Uh, next up, another all-bullet club affair with uh, Yajiro versus Anderson.
0: Uh, both guys, uh, before the match started, shook hands, show respect to both uh, members of the bullet club. Uh, good back and forth, uh, surprising to see um, between both guys. Uh, in the end, Anderson gets the win after hitting the stun gun uh, in 7 minutes and 45 seconds, Carl Anderson gained 2 points in Block B and has 6 points.
2: Uh, also, somebody was going to leave with 6 points in this next one as uh,
0: Davey Boy Smith took
2: on Doc Gallows.
0: Uh, definitely interesting match here. Uh, pretty much your uh, typical mean guy match, as I forgot to mention that in the first show. Um, Go back and forth between both guys, uh, but in the end, uh, Davy Boy won the match after making Gallows tap out to the Sharpshooter in uh, in about ten minutes. Uh, Davy Boy winning uh, two more points in Block A and has six points.
2: Um, now we move on to um, Tomoaki Homma versus Bad Luck Fale. Homma's first match back from having the uh, the night off on the previous night.
0: Uh, you missed one match.
2: Oh, sorry, yeah. I apologize. Um, yeah, Hir- Hiroshi Tanzan versus Goto. I'll go through those two because I've brought them up.
0: Uh, Hiroshi Tenzan taking on Hiroki Goto. Uh, good back and forth match. Um, but in a huge upset, uh, Hiroshi Tanzan gets the win over Goto after uh, making Goto tap out to the Anaconda Vice uh in about eleven minutes and forty six seconds. Uh tends on gaining two more points in block B and has six points. Now And then
2: Fale and Hama?
0: Yes. Uh basically your squash match. That that's all what this was. Uh, Fale beating the crap out of Hadma. Crowd uh chanting for Hama, but that just was not enough. Uh finish came when uh Fale Hit the bad luck fall on uh, Tomahaki Hanuma in 6 minutes and 40 seconds. Fall A getting two more points in block A and has eight points.
2: And that technically means Hanuma is out.
0: Yeah. That's your first
2: elimination from the entire tournament.
0: He has zero points at that point. It's not going to matter if he even (laughs) wins one, which, spoiler alert, doesn't happen. Even
2: if he won his matches that were coming up, He'd only have eight points, and because of the other people that I think have already beaten him, even up to this stage, it wouldn't have—he wouldn't have been able to surpass them. I think. I think. So, uh,
0: uh, you know what? I'm gonna save that comment later on. I'll, I'll mention something for Harman later on. Okay. But uh, Anyways, uh, moving next on. Up, yes.
2: Yeah. Next up. Uh, Togi Makabe versus uh, Tetsuya Naito again um Naito who I guess on paper you'd say was a you know a, a contender possibly to win uh making his return after his night off
0: surprisingly Togi Makabe was the fan favorite in this match and the crowd didn't really respond um not to say that they booed Naito; he just didn't get a reaction. Yeah, which was, uh, I guess, in a way, not really surprising. I guess in the Tokyo area, N- Naito wasn't really uh, wasn't really affected by the reaction from the crowd. He just continued as you know, it's just a typical night. Um, pretty good back and forth between both guys, but in the end, uh, Toke Makabe gets the win after hitting the King Kong Knee Drop off the top rope in uh, 12 minutes and two seconds. Uh, Mikave getting two more points in block B and has six points.
2: Next, the the head of the two main factions go head-to-head as uh, Minoru Suzuki of Suzuki Gun takes on the Bullet Club's leader, AJ Styles.
0: This match was fantastic.
2: Yeah. Really I've I've seen this one and oh my word, it's I again, I cannot stress this enough. This is just I'm trying to remember what you know, when we saw AJ this good as a heel in TNA. I don't think he was even that good when he was being managed by Flair.
0: Or even earlier (laughs) in the early years. Yeah. Fantastic match. Great action back and forth. The crowd was really into this match. Mostly they were solidly behind uh, Minoru Suzuki. Um, great matches. We did see some interference, but I think it did work in this in this uh, match. Uh, so basically what happens, uh, there's a ref bump during the middle of the match. Uh, at this point, uh, Takamishinoku is in the corner of Minoru Suzuki. He gets in the ring, attacks AJ from behind. Uh, goes on for about five more seconds then uh, the tag champs comes out uh, doc ellis and carl anderson come in they attack takamishinoku and then uh, killer elite squad dave voicemail jr and lance archer come out to make the save Uh, both tag teams brawl on the outside uh, as well as takamishinoku and they go to the back in the locker room then the match continues uh lots of very stiff strikes exchanged between both guys, which I thought looked great. Uh, mm. point where uh, Minoru Suzuki had AJ locked in the armbar. Uh, Styles managed to get up and reversed it into a Styles clash, but then Suzuki kicks out at two. Uh, mm-hmm. Minoru then locks in a triangle choke. AJ once again gets up and uh, manages to hit another Styles clash. This time, it works because the ref uh, hits the three count. Uh, AJ gets the win in uh, 16 minutes and 20 seconds. AJ getting two more points in block B and has eight points.
2: And you now I will, I will say this again. This is one you have to see. <clears throat> if you want to take like a compilation of the best matches and put it on a DVD, this is easily on there. Just really impressive. Anyway, um, next match on the card, penultimate match for Night 7, Katsuyo Shibata versus Yuji Nagata.
0: Another great match. Uh, Both guys beating the hell out of each other throughout the entire match. Really good back and forth. Crowd was definitely 50-50 between both guys. A lot of strikes, exchanging, a lot of submissions in the match, which was interesting to see. Uh, But in the end, uh, Yuji Nagata gets the better of Shibata as he gets the win after hitting the backdrop driver. Uh, He gets the win in 13 minutes and 31 seconds. Uh, Nagata gaining two more points in block A and has six points. And then the main
2: event, just 24 hours after having a pretty damn good match with Hiroshi Tanahashi... Tomohiro Ishii has now got to face Shinsuke Nakamura. I
0: feel sorry for him. (laughs) Another fantastic match. Mm -hmm. I would probably say this match could be better than the Tanahashi match. I would say. Uh, Really good back and forth between both guys. Um, Nakamura trying to pretty much destroy uh, Ishii but uh, Ishii would just not go down crowd definitely behind Tomohiro Ishii uh, throughout the entire match. Really good back and forth. But in the end, uh, Nakamura gets the win after hitting probably a fifth Bumbaye attempt. Uh, but he gets the win in 15 minutes and 14 seconds. Nakamura getting two points in block A and has 10 points.
2: So, night eight, uh, which was Sunday, Morn, well, Sunday evening, there, Sunday morning for everybody else from the Osaka Prefectural Gym. Uh, 7,000 fans, obviously, a supernova vacancy for house because it was that match. But we got to get to that match at the end of the show, so or well, at least of night eight, should I say. So, uh, it opened up with uh, two guys on six points. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Davey Boy Smith Jr. <clears throat>
0: uh, your typical big man versus little man type of matchup here. Kral uh, is obviously behind Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, but in the end, Ishii gets the win after hitting uh, the Brainbuster on Davey Boy Smith Jr. And uh, just like his match with uh, Doc Gallows, uh, Ishii did pick up Davey Boy uh, for about, uh, I, I would say, four or five seconds. And uh, hit the Brain Buster. Looked really good. And uh, surprised to see him pick up uh, Davy Boy, especially uh, what he is right now, basically, as far as uh, his size.
2: So basically, in weightlifting
0: terms, good lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good lift, bro. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, he gets the win in uh, 10 minutes and 24 seconds. Uh, Ishii uh, getting two more points in block A and has eight points.
2: Another case of somebody getting eight points in this next match, though. Uh, both currently, uh, well, as it stands, on six. Toriano
0: and Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Uh, so I'll comedy spots uh, in the match, but not that much. But uh, in the end, uh, Tenzan uh, gets the win and uh, Mikiyano tap out to the Anaconda Vice in uh, four minutes and 33 seconds. Tenzan getting two more points in block B and has eight points.
2: Next up, Shelton Benjamin versus Yuji Nagata. You can guess.
0: (laughs) Uh, A Pretty good back and forth between both guys. Um, I thought Benjamin looked good in the match. Uh, But Nagata gets the win after making Benjamin tap out to the Nagata lock four in 10 minutes and 52 seconds. Nagata getting two points in block A and has eight points.
2: Uh next we had uh Satoshi Kojima versus
0: Doc Gallows. Uh Crow definitely behind Kojima. Uh Gallows as the uh the dirty guy Jean here and uh boos him mercilessly. Uh a good match between both guys. Uh in the end, Kojima gets a win after hitting the Lariats on Gallows in seven minutes and eleven seconds. Kojima getting two more points in block A and has eight points.
2: Uh, next up, we had uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroki Goto.
0: Um, good match. Um, pretty good performance by uh, both guys. Uh, in the end, Goto getting the win after hitting the Shotaikai, uh in about 12 minutes and 21 seconds. Goto getting two more points and block B and has eight points.
2: Next up, um, I swear this match must have happened in TNA at some point.
0: Yeah, it probably uh,
2: did. <laughs> AJ Styles versus Lance Archer. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely a rematch. Uh, you probably would have seen the TNA during its glory days. Uh, <laughs> Good back and forth. Uh, the crowd was mostly behind AJ, uh, even though he's a heel. But uh, probably they're more impressed by AJ with his performance in New Japan thus far. But um, in the end, uh, Styles gets the win after making Archer tap out to the calf killer in 12 minutes and 52 seconds. AJ getting two more points in Block B and has 10 points.
2: I guess the big thing to mention here is that match between Archer and Styles was the second longest in duration. Okay, it was yeah. only by about 30 seconds to some others, but it was... Oh, no, my bad. The The other one was a few seconds longer, but, you know, it, it, it was given a lot of time, which was good to see, to be honest. Uh, so next up, uh, Minoru Suzuki taking on Togi Mikabe. Uh,
0: really good back and forth between both guys. Uh, but in the end, uh, Suzuki gets to win after uh, the referee had to stop the match. Uh, I believe after uh, Suzuki, uh, I believe, was hitting uh, Makabe with some strikes. And uh, I guess the, the ref thought that Makabe was knocked out, so he had to stop the match. It was in a Ronda uh, Rousey moment. <laughs> in a way, yes. Uh, in about uh, 12 minutes and 21 seconds, uh, Suzuki getting two more points in Block B and has eight points.
2: Next up, uh, Katsuyo Shibata versus Tomoraki Hanma. Can the streak end?
0: Uh, I don't want to say it was a squash match because, in a way, it kind of was. But uh, Hanma had his uh, his comeback here and there. It's you a know, squash
2: so- match that lasted ten minutes. No, <laughs>
0: the the crowd. Loves Hanma. They were chanting for this guy throughout the entire match. Um, but in the end, uh, Shibata gets the win after hitting the penalty kick in uh, 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Shibata getting two more points in block A and has 10 points.
2: I think, is that seven losses so far on the bout? Yep. Eight. I can't. No, I think it is seven because he didn't wrestle on uh, night six so yeah seven losses on the bounce. dear lord Um, anyway next up I guess a little bit of um, storyline here as uh, Yujiro Takahashi formerly of Suzuki Gun I think wasn't he
0: no it was Chaos
2: oh Chaos all all I remember is he switched to Bullet Club because wasn't it him that cost Okada yes it was so, you yeah, know, you got storyline here. So, yeah, Okada versus Yajiro. What went down, Sandra? Uh
0: Good match here. Uh, definitely followed the storyline. Of course, as uh, Ash had mentioned, uh, Yajiro was the one that caused Okada to lose uh, his uh, title match to AJ Styles, uh, which was back at the Dontaku show, if I'm not mistaken, back in May. So this definitely followed the storyline. Uh, Crowd was mostly behind Okada, and uh, Okada gets the win after hitting the Rainmaker in 12 minutes and 49 seconds. Okada getting two more points in Block B and has uh, 10 points, and this was pretty much a re- revenge for Okada for what Yujiro G- what did a couple of months back.
2: Yes, and I guess then we get to the main event. Which is chapter four thousand seven hundred and thirty-two in this long story feud. It may not be that actually, but you know, it feels like that. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, and you know, it's still it, it's it's annoying because it's like it's 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 their equivalent of Orton versus Cena. And the thing is, when it's Orton Cena, people say it's boring when they see it over and over again. And with these two guys, you want to see it over and over again. It's the opposite way around because, god damn it, they're
0: still so good at it.
2: And I guess, Sandro, this match was no exception.
0: Yes, definitely the, the view that ever ends uh, between Tanahashi and Nakamura. Just like your previous matches, great match, great performance by both guys. Uh, crowd, uh, definitely 50-50 between both guys. Uh, but in the end, uh, Tanahashi gets the win uh, after making Nakamura tap out with the uh, leg roll clutch. In uh, 17 minutes, Tanahashi getting two more points in block A and has 10 points.
2: Yeah, so uh, it's looking pretty competitive there so far.
0: Yeah. You, this was definitely uh, one of the shows you would have to check out.
2: Definitely. Uh, and then next up was Night 9 from the um I'm trying to think. This was Monday at the Aichi Pre- Prefectural uh, Gym. A supernova vacancy of seven thousand fans for this one as well. Um, have you seen this one, Sandra?
0: Uh, I saw all of it except for the main event.
2: Right. So um, I'll give. I'll let you give your thoughts on the first nine on the card. Then. So uh, uh, the show opened up with Davey Boy Smith Junior. versus Tomaraki Homma. and Homma
0: fans, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Uh the crowd in uh in the venue definitely behind Hanma. Um, <laughs> they're always behind him,
2: but does it work? No.
0: <laughs> I feel sorry for him. <laughs> mm. I have a bit of uh breaking news, but uh I think I'm gonna save that after the review. Oh. But uh anyways. Uh Debbie Boy uh beating the crap out of Hanma. <laughs> Pretty much throughout the entire match, but Ohama uh, had his moments. Uh, there was a moment where uh, Davy Boy was on the outside, uh, recovering, and Ohama uh, went on the top rope. But hit his he hit his uh, diving headbutt off the top turnbuckle. So that was a unique spot there because he usually does it in the ring. So this is a, a rare uh, instance to see him do that. Uh, but in the end, uh, Davy Boy gets the win after hitting the Bulldog Bomb. In eight minutes and fifty-three seconds, uh Debbie Boy getting two more points in block A and it has eight points. Uh,
2: next up it was uh Yujiro Takahashi taking on Lance Archer.
0: Um interesting match, uh typical big man versus little man type of match. But in surprising fashion, uh Yujiro gets to win after hitting a small package. In nine minutes, uh, Yujiro getting two more points in block B and has six points.
2: Next up, we had uh, Yuji Nagata taking on another Bullet Club guy, uh, Doc Gallows.
0: Good match between both guys. Um, Pretty good back and forth. Uh, Of course, the crowd behind uh, Nagata. But uh, in the end, uh, Gallows gets the win after hitting the Gallows pole. In uh, 7 minutes and 53 seconds, Gallo's getting two more points in block A and has six points.
2: Uh, next on the schedule, we had uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan taking on Toge Makabe. Uh,
0: good back and forth. Uh, crowd was definitely behind both guys. Uh, but in the end, uh, Makabe gets the win after hitting the King Kong knee drop off the top turnbuckle. In 8 minutes and 22 seconds, Makabe getting 2 points in block B and has 8 points.
2: Two guys both on 8 points in this next match as uh, Minoru Suzuki
0: took on Tetsuya Naito. Good back and forth between both guys. Uh, But in the end, uh, Suzuki gets the win after uh, making Naito tap out to the sleeper hold. Zuki getting to more points in Block B and has 10 points.
2: Now, um, this match, I guess, could be for the the, ti- the title somewhere down the line. Uh, as uh, Katsuyori Chibata took on Bad Luck Fale.
0: Interesting match. Um, it was solid, I, I will say that. It's interesting match here. Uh, but in the end... After some several-strike exchange uh, to the outside, uh, the match ended by count-outs. But in the end, Bad Luck Folly makes it to the ring in time as uh, Shibata Shibata couldn't get back in the ring. So he was counting out in uh, 7 minutes and 14 seconds. Folly getting two more points in block A and has 10 points.
2: All right, so... uh... Next up, uh Shinsuka Nakamura versus Satoshi Kojima
0: uh good back and forth between both guys uh crowd was fifty fifty uh for both men uh in the end, uh Nakamura gets the win after hitting the Bubaye on Kojima in twelve minutes and fifty one seconds. Nakamura getting two more points in block a and has twelve points uh
2: then we had. I guess, part two of the Bullet Club uh, deal uh, as uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson took on AJ Styles.
0: Wow. Uh, Even more breaking news. (laughs) I'll mention that (laughs) later. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all this breaking news. I want to know, but I
2: don't because I want to get this New Japan stuff covered.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So anyways, uh, the Battle of the Bullet Club continues. Carl Anderson gets uh, AJ Styles. Uh, a funny thing to note, um, when uh, both guys were shaking hands before the match started, uh, I believe it was Anderson that tried to get the quick pinfall attempt, but uh, AJ uh, kicked out of two and AJ was like, what the fuck, bro? Why? You, what was that for? <laughs> and there was a lot of uh, exchanges like that during the match. Pretty fun match, I will say. Um, AJ was like, look, you mathematically unable to do it. Why are you doing this? Uh, pretty good back and forth as the, as the match went on. Uh, eventually, AJ gets the win after hitting the Styles Clash in 14 minutes and 33 seconds. AJ getting two more points in Block B and has 12 points.
2: Next up from Block A, uh, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shelton Benjamin. Do, do I need to say any
0: more? <laughs> <laughs> Uh go back and forth between both guys. Uh but in the end, Tanahashi gets the win after hitting the high fly flow in twelve minutes and thirty two seconds. Tanahashi getting two more points in block A and has twelve points.
2: And then the main event which you uh haven't managed to catch yet, Sandro, so uh I'll just read this one as a result. Um The match between Hiroki Goto and Kazuchika Okada, it was Okada getting the victory with the Rainmaker, uh, therefore leaving him as well on 12 points. So it looks like the table is starting to even itself out and everything. But we've got another set of results to go through here now. Uh, From night 10. uh, Just happened pretty much within 24 hours of the recording of this show on uh, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night for the people in Japan, at the Takamatsu City Gymnasium. 2,600 fans for this one. I'm not sure on attendance-wise, but looking at attendance for previous shows being at least half of that, I think it's safe to say it's super no vacancy. Whether it was a full house, I'm not sure, but you know, it, was, it was pretty packed. I think that's all we need to be told. Uh, the opener saw... Uh, Satoshi Kojima beat Tomaraki Homma in six minutes fifty five seconds with a Lariat, uh meaning that he now has ten points, and Tomaraki Homma is still yet to get off the mark. Um next we have Bad Luck Farley beat David Boy Boysmith Jr. in seven minutes and ten seconds with the grenade. That isn't Chuck Taylor's grenade, is it? Can we
0: clarify that? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs>
2: anyway, with that, uh, Bad Luck Farley moves up to 12 points. Uh, next, we saw Tetsuya Naito successful over Hiroshi Tenzan in 10 minutes and 23 seconds with a Stardust press. Uh, Naito moving to 10 points. Then, uh, in the match between Minoru Suzuki and Carl Anderson. Bullet Club Reign Supreme. Anderson getting the win in 8 minutes and 35 seconds with the, uh, the gun stun on Suzuki. So, uh, Anderson moves up to 8 points. Then, uh, Torriano successful over Togi Makabe by pinfall in 2 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, Torriano now moves up to 8. Then, AJ versus Yajiro. Understandably, AJ won it. Because obviously, uh, as of the time, Yajiro couldn't go any further anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, AJ getting the win with the Styles Clash at the 8 minute 36 second mark. So AJ is on 14. It's a number you need to keep remembering, people. Uh, next up, uh, Kazuchika Ricardo beat Lance Archer in eleven minutes and five seconds with the Rainmaker, meaning he is on fourteen points. Uh then uh, switching to block A of the uh the you know the matches. Uh next we saw Hiroshi Tanahashi successful over Yuji Nagata after twelve minutes and thirty four seconds with a cradle. Uh Tanahashi now is on fourteen points. Uh, Katsuyo Chibata, uh victorious over Tomohiro Ishii at the 12-minute and 24-second mark with uh, a PK, penalty kick. Yes. Uh, Katsuyo Shibata now on 12 points. Uh, and the main of
0: oh, – I'll go ahead. Just one thing I want to point out. Um, I believe uh, Ishii has a shoulder injury. Um, oh. I, I think – it wasn't this show. I think it might have been at the last show. Um during his match uh, with, uh, duh, 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 duh. let's go real quick here. It was against, crap. It
2: Ishi... was at the Osaka
0: show. I remember that. Yes. The Osaka show with Davey Boy. I believe there was a spot where, I believe Davy Boy hit a, a backdrop suplex and uh, Ishii landed on the shoulder. And uh, it kind of messed him up throughout that night. And uh, so he's kind of working hurt right now, which was, uh, I guess some people were kind of worried that it could happen in the end. And, uh, unfortunately that happened. And, uh, right now he's still working with the, uh, injured shoulder. Not sure how severe the injury is, but, uh, I know he's hurting.
2: I think we've only one night of show to go before he doesn't have to be on the, you know, for the finale. I think he might work through and then just not work the the final show. At least in a wrestling capacity. I don't know, we'll see. And the main event, saw Shinsuke Nakamura beat Doc Gallows at the 11 minute and 35 second mark with the boomer, yay. Uh, so it means Nakamura's on 14 points. So as the table stand after 10 nights... Um, currently, and these are actually ranked because it will be significant. In first is Hiroshi Tanahashi. In second is Shinsuke Nakamura. This is for block A. Both are on 14 points, but Tanahashi has the better head to head record because Tanahashi beat him. Um, third is Bad Luck Farley on 12. Uh, Katsuyori Chibata is on 12 as well, but he's in fourth again because of on head-to-head. So Toshi Kojima is on 10 points in fifth place, but he won't move because uh, he has wrestled his 10 matches. Uh, Yuji Nagata, Tomohiro Ishii, Shelton Benjamin, and Davey Boy Smith Jr. are all on eight points. Doc Gallows is on six, and Tomo Akihama is still... Bottom of the table with zero points. Oh, god damn it. Um, and then in block B, um, we have, uh, Kazachika Okada, top of the bill, uh, with 14 points. AJ Styles in second on 14 points as well. But again, uh, Okada is ahead of Styles, uh, due to, um, due to -to head-to-head victories. And this is where we can actually sort of start to make the stuff for next week clearer, which we'll get to after the break, I think. Um, In third is Minoru Suzuki on 10 points. In fourth is Tetsuya Naito, also on 10. But again, it's with the head-to-head. Joint fifth, on eight points, you have Togi Mikabe, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Hiroki Goto, Toriyana, and... Carl Anderson. However, Tenzan has had his tw- uh, ten matches, so he will be taking no further part in the competition. And then uh, at the bottom, in joint last, I guess, is Lance Archer and Yujiro Takahashi, on six points each. So, yeah, I'll get into the what's coming up this weekend. Um, I think in the final part because we can start putting in names into certain gaps now. So uh, we'll do that when we come back, along with quite a lot of other shows happening this weekend, including a triple slash quadruple header in uh, Florida, which we'll get to. So all that and more coming up, and probably breaking news in the final part of this week's whole indie show here on the SNS radio network.
4: We
3: were from the red.
1: No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now.
3: No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now.
4: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Are you feeling down in the dumps because you live outside the United States and maybe you can't get the WWE Network? Maybe you'd like to watch Netflix from the American region. But since you're in another country, it doesn't work for you? Well, I've got the solution for you. The SNS Radio Network is recently affiliated with UnblockUs.com. If you go to the SNS Radio Network page and click the UnblockUs.com banner ad, you can sign up to get a VPN. Not sure what a VPN is? Well, it basically protects your identity online. Basically, it gives you an address online where the content you want becomes available. Here's how it works. When you click the link on the SNS Radio Network banner, it takes you to unblockus.com. And from that link, you can sign up for a free one-week trial. If you decide to sign up afterward, it's only $4.99 a month. And when you think about it, that's great savings. $4.99 a month allows you to watch American Netflix or any region of Netflix that you'd like to watch. And here's the biggie, folks. If you don't have the WWE Network, you live in the UK, you live in another country outside the United States, unblockus.com can set you up for $4.99 a month with a VPN that will allow you to have access to the WWE network and all regions of Netflix and you can watch it on your PS3 your Xbox 360 any device you have you're able to use with unblockus.com and the best part about it is I'm not just talking about this I'm using this service myself so once again go to the SNS radio network click on the unblockus banner And from there, sign up. And if you do that, you help to support the SNS Radio Network as they give a kickback to us to help keep all the shows on the SNS Radio Network for free. Once again, UnblockUs.com, giving you freedom online.
1: No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want a break from the day to day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones
2: Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be
4: fun. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Just a reminder for you to listen to Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday as I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mark the Shark De Carlo, as we provide the best pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, every pay-per-view Sunday Sunday night showdown your home for WWE pay-per-view coverage
1: This is the Bronx Father to tell you about the Get In The Zone podcast every weekend right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, my co-host, Anthony Farley, and bringing you the TNA recap. No, God, please, no, no, L-Train. We also cover SmackDown, some news, and you might even get moments like this. Oh my brother, testify! Wow, award. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> wow, that that was that wasn't half bad. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> to quote, see since I'm imitating, since I'm imitating Devon tonight, I might as well run the gamut of black wrestlers and go with Booker T. Tell me. I did not just hear that. It's one of those things to edit. <laughs> <laughs> to edit or not to edit. That is the question. For the reaction Anthony's giving you cannot edit this one. Oh, shit. Anthony's dead. He's just done. <laughs> Oh, we might as well just end the show right now. Uh. So, check out the archive every single weekend and drop us an email anytime. SNS Zone at gmail.com. Right here on the SNS Radio Network.
3: You on the ones and twos Through a window in a well-lit room Become a recluse and I blame myself Cause I make things hard and you just trying to help And when I wake up, you're the first to call This is one more late night basement song And I'm so sore, my
1: voice is gonna help This is one more sleep with nine because we
2: Welcome back to the final part of this week's whole indie show with uh, Ashley and Sandro and um, yeah coming into a bit of music referencing the AOW show that's uh, coming this weekend but we'll get to that because first there is breaking news as of recording so yeah now that's what this is or no not B-N-A-O can't even spell recording right no there we go
0: okay so uh, as of recording uh tna is having their more than likely last takings ever uh what we mentioned in the the first segment of the show uh they did officially debut havoc or as we know her jessica havoc at the uh new york shows here in new york city uh she came out after a a women's match that involved uh gail kim and uh uh, what, what's, her, what's her name? Angelina Tar- Love? Terrell. Uh, oh, Taryn Terrell, right? Yeah, yeah Taryn Terrell. I, I can't forget her name. Anyway, she came out after a match and she beat up both women, uh, pretty much making a statement. Uh, apparently, uh, the crowd knew who she was and she got a good reaction. So that's good to hear. Well, because half the fans at a TNA are probably CCW fans. <laughs> There might be Shine fans, who knows? Yeah, but um, I believe in the taping that she's involved, that should air on either the second week or the third week of September. So, Margaret, down you can't over
2: tapings from the tapings from last night were for the shows on the 21st and the 28th. Which would seem to hint that it would be um, t- uh, t- uh, either the fourth or the eleventh is this week. Please don't make it the eleventh. <laughs> yeah,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Well, you I think want... it's been enough time. So yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's just there's something else going on then. I can't remember what. <laughs> oh,
0: so, there is something that's happening, but. Uh... Uh, I don't think it will affect it, but... um, No. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think I know what you're talking about now.
2: I'm trying to remember. I heard it, and now I can't remember what it was.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that was one of the breaking news. The second breaking news involves PWG. Uh Uh-oh. They officially announced that, uh, of course, uh, AR Fox and Trent... Are injured and of course won't be a part of this year's Bola. They officially replacements. They officially announced their replacements. So on night one of Bola, Brian Cage will be taking on the debuting Bobby Fish.
2: Yes. Red Dragon is finally in VWG. Yes. Well, you never oh, know.
0: Pleased. You never know.
2: <laughs> I'm pleased. <laughs> and this is me marking out to the fact because Sandro purposely hasn't told me this. Yes.
0: And on night two, Rich Swan will be taking, making uh the debut in Bola will be Candice LeRae. Oh,
2: right. Wow. Okay, that's that makes it. <laughs>
0: Joey Ryan's just left on his own. Which you know what? Um, I was kind of disappointed that she wasn't announced originally, but. I'm very happy to, see, to hear that she will be a part of this year's BOLA. And uh, one other announcement they did announce, but uh, it will involve as a non-tournament action. Uh, in night one, uh, replacing Trent question mark uh, in the six-man tag will be Zack Sabre Jr.
2: So what's that match now? It's Sabre Jr. teaming with... Teaming with uh, Chuck Taylor and Kenny Omega. Um they're the best facing friend,
0: the best friends of low fiber morale, I think that was the name of it. Yeah. I, I well,
2: I'm trying to think what we're gonna call that now.
0: Oh I don't know. <laughs> well they're not the best friends because Trent is not there, so I don't know. Oh well, they have to think of something, but uh, definitely uh big news coming out of PWG. So very excited even more for uh, Bola.
2: Yes. Um Wow, I'm still, I'm still loving the fact that Bobby Fish is finally. Well, I guess it's with that announcement, it's a big wish. For, it's a big week for Bobby Fish, <laughs> uh, cause we'll get to that now. Um, New Japan. So, uh, the final set of, uh, group matches, night 11 of the whole thing, um, is happening or will have just happened at the Yokohama Bunker Gymnasium uh, on the card we've got Tamaraki Homma versus Shelton Benjamin so hopefully somebody wins there so either some, Homma wins actually for the first time and Benjamin continues his crap streak ever since that first week or Homma doesn't win a single match Either way, both are wrong, so it's annoying. Anyway, also, you're going to have Yuji Nagata versus Tomohiro Ishii. Katsuyori Shibata versus Doc Gallows. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. And Jinsuke Nakamura versus Bad Luck Fale. They're all the Block A matches. And then in Block B, you'll have Toriyano versus Yujiro Takahashi. Hiroki Goto versus Lance Archer. Tetsuya Naito versus Carl Anderson. Kazuchika Okada versus Minoru Suzuki. And Togi Makabe versus AJ Styles. Now, with the way that the rankings are... um, Okada and Styles are guaranteed to be the top two. So, we know that they're going through.
0: It... Well... It depends if both guys either win or one loses.
2: Yes, but uh, what it is, with the way that the structure is for the final night in the Saibu Dome on um, Sunday, whoever's first gets in the G1 final, whoever's second goes in a special singles match against the person that finishes second in the other group. So either way, they're going to be definitely wrestling on that final card, aren't they? Yep. It's just the question is, will it be Okada or will it be Styles? Because obviously Okada's in the driving seat because on head-to-head, he has the advantage. But of course, if he loses, AJ just has to win against McCarvey, And uh it's uh Okada that goes through his top. I think... I think as a twist, they might actually, Okada loses and AJ wins. Mainly because I'm so hyped by that deal that's going on um, uh, with him. So, yeah, I think somehow by hook or by crook, AJ is going to be in the G1 final for Group B and Okada will be, in the sec in the second place. Then it gets a bit complicated with block A. So we've got Tanahashi and Nakamura both on fourteen. However, Bad Luck Farley and Katsuyo Shibata are on twelve each. Now I'm not see this is where it gets complicated, um, because Farley is facing Nakamura. But I think. Did Farley beat Tanahashi or did Tanahashi beat Farley? Have you got that in front of you, Sandra? Uh, Early in the tournament? Yes. Because this obviously goes on head to head, doesn't it?
0: Uh, I'll quickly check.
2: Because. There is the possibility, because of the fact that Shibata has beaten both Tanahashi and Nakamura, if he were to win, and Nakamura and Tanahashi were to both lose, I think that would mean Shibata would go through top of the group.
0: Uh, just to clarify, uh, Fale beat Tanahashi at the right. So Monday show.
2: That would so if, so. Basically, it's technically still there a four way four go into two. So obviously two have to go. Um and with the way that it is, Nakama, basically Nakamura versus Farley guarantees the winner of which the winner of that, whether it be Nakamura or Farley, will be either first or second. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Because if Farley wins, he'll have beaten Tanahashi and Nakamura. But of course, if Shibata wins, then what? What? What was the? Hang on, did, she, did Shibata beat um, Farley?
0: I don't think he's wrestled him.
2: Well, he's got to have because they haven't wrestled each other. Must have been earlier on in the tournament. I don't know whether you've got a chart or anything that says it, because they must have, because they've wrestled 10 times, Well, they should be anyway by the time. My feeling is um, Nakamura will probably win. Cause I don't know whether is Hiroshi Tanahashi still working injured. I'm trying to work that out.
0: Uh, he's always hurt.
2: <laughs> Cause um, yeah, for just on picks, I'll say I hope we get AJ versus Tanahashi. Oh
0: well, yeah, that, uh, yeah. We I I just remember. Yeah, they did they did it that uh, the recent show <laughs> with the double with the countout result. While
2: he wins,
0: I remember. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, so that would be complicated. If Chibata and Farley won and Tanahashi lost, that would mean you'd have four on 14. Yeah. And Farley would be ahead of Chibata, would be ahead of Tanahashi, would be ahead of Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, that's complicated, but yeah. There. Um,. I honestly, you see, that what I want to see is, I think AJ and Tanahashi as your final, and then because we never got it earlier on in the year, because Nakamura was a bitch about it. I want to see Okada versus Nakamura because we could have had that, you know, after the the, was it the New Japan Cup, wasn't it? Probably. Nakamura won it. And uh, rather than going for Okada's belt, he went for Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. In a move that seemingly didn't make much sense on paper. But I guess it did, because, you know, it's that feud again. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Whether it's whether it's Nakamura and Okada in the final, or whether it's in the the set, you know, second in each group match, I just want to see Nakamura versus Okada because I think they could have a pretty damn good match. Even though apparently it's forbidden.
0: <laughs> well, I think originally I would have wanted Shibata to win the whole thing, but looking at the the point structure, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, which sucks. But uh, now that they have AJ as the champion, I I, I think I'm going to agree. I think uh, Nakamura is going to win the block A. And uh, I I think I I would want to see Okada and Nakamura again because they did have a match at the G1. uh, I think it was two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe that was the year when uh, Okada had his, had his uh, first reign as champion, if I'm not mistaken, which was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely like to see it now. Um, and I'm going to say Nakamura's going to win the whole thing. He's going to win the whole tournament, and he's going to challenge AJ for the world title at the uh, Tokyo Dome next year.
2: Yeah. I think... It, it- either one of the guys on the opposite side is worthy of probably taking on AJ in that main event in, um, in January. If, of course, AJ is champion by then. I'd kind of guess so. so. But we'll see. Um, however, also set for that card, a couple of other important, <laughs> important matches. Uh, the IWGP Junior Tag Team Belts will be on the line. Of, as the time splitters of Kashida and Alex Shelley will take on Red Dragon of Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish. Now, of course, Bobby Fish isn't a stranger to Japan. Kylo Riley sort of is. I don't think he's made a major appearance like this before in Japan, has he? Uh,
0: Bobby Fish, he's, uh, anytime he wrestles in Japan, he usually wrestles for Pro Wrestling Noah. And uh, that was his only run there. He had a pretty good run in the mid two thousands, which is why he uh, was never around that much on the on the US indie scene. Yeah, he pretty much spent most of his time in Japan.
2: But isn't it is it, is it Kyle's first major trip? Yes, it is. So I really hope that goes well for him. Mm-hmm. Um. And then in the special tag match, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger teaming up with Captain New Japan to take on, I guess the uh, the Kingdom. Sure. Of uh, Adam Cole and Michael Bennett. I'm guessing Maria will be in tow, more than likely.
0: Yeah, she's going on the trip as well.
2: I get, I, and for both of them, I think it's their first Japan or big big japan trip i think isn't it
0: not for adam cole uh adam has been in japan uh with uh big japan wrestling when uh back in 2012 actually he was representing uh zzw so he was oh wow (laughs) and i think that was the point where adam was mostly with uh, ring of honor and less time with zzw at that point but he still represented ccw on the big japan tour so this would again, be... Yeah, Michael Bennett's first trip. Yeah, this is Bennett's first trip. And the fans right. hate it, of course.
2: <laughs> do the Japanese fans hate it?
0: Or don't they know
2: what to do? No, they're,
0: the no they're more respectful.
2: Wow. Yeah, I said it. Perhaps, perhaps the US fans should take a leaf out of the Japanese. Um, uh, however, not only that... Uh, There will be an appearance from Kazushi Sakuraba and also apparently Jeff Jarrett from Global Force Wrestling will be making a visit. Uh, Yeah. To probably announce that he's got a deal with Spike TV. (laughs) And then Dixie goes Oh, a bollocks. (laughs) Anyway, um, so that's the first of the previews of this week. Um, Sandro, do you want to go uh, through the card for Fighting Spirit
0: Wrestling? Uh, sh- All right, that's fine. Uh, quickly, it's first up, I think. I was going with the by day, but you kind of skip ahead. Um, yeah, if I'm, I... trying to, I'm trying to go in order of like how
2: the wider world perceives it in terms of stature sort of deal.
0: So, uh, yeah, this Saturday night, Iceberg Bear Wrestling having a show entitled Finish Him. Uh, this Saturday night at the Luda Center, 133 29th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, doors open at 7.30 with a bell time at 8 p.m. Uh, however, um, they there will be a free barbecue for the fans uh, starting at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So uh, if you're in the area and... Looking for free food, you know? Go ahead, check it out.
2: Um, if there's any homeless people
0: <laughs> listening to this, quick, head over there. Uh, I'm
2: sort of amazed at why we need three hours for a barbecue. Yeah,
0: it's kind
2: of <laughs> weird. It's a long barbecue. That is pretty three till seven thirty, or let's say six or seven. That's still like three or four hours that for is, a barbecue. It is. <laughs> Well, How many a- people are supposed to be showing up to
0: this? Have we got enough food? Yeah, that's what I want to ring. So anyways, um the first match listed, we have uh, Cyrus DeVille taking on somebody, as they ha- haven't announced his opponent. Uh, next match, uh, The Big O will be taking on Big Daddy Dre. The House of Pain of Nick Payne and Hakeem Ali taking on Certified Sexy of Gino the God, and Sasha Jenkins. Talon will be taking on Joe Attell. Kid Cash will be taking on uh, Benny Martinez. In a uh, five-star match, which is basically a five-way match, uh, we have uh, Ricky Reyes taking on Grim Reefer, Magma, Nutritious X, and Jigsaw. In uh, In the semi-main event, an in in eight-man tag team warfare match. As the Omega Black and the Snot will be taking on the uh, a team known as the Latino World United of uh, <laughs> Joel Maximo, Homicide, and uh, the opposition of Jason Nevins and Whiplash. And uh, the main event for the FSW World Title, uh, the current champion, uh, the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, will be taking on the Greek God, Papadon. Uh, so that, was, that match should be pretty good, I have to say.
2: Papadon's been uh, good in the stuff that I've seen so far. Not so much as Mr. A, but you know.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a different guy. That's not the same person.
2: Yeah. um, So, uh, also on Saturday night, um, we better not tell Fighting Spirit that, um, 2KW Pro are going to be having a debut show. Divided we stand, but I don't think this is the first time that we've said this. Um, me and Sandro really don't need to give you a lot of the details because here's a little audio clip. Saturday night,
3: August 9th, 2KW Pro presents Divided We Stand. For only $10, you'll see nine exciting matches featuring the absolute Chris Cage taking on the real effing deal, Mike Drastic. The sexual spider monkey, Pinky Sanchez, goes up against the funky monkey, Angel Ortiz. In tag team action, the Players Club of Danny DeMonto and Damian Darling take on Joey Janela and Smiley. Also, you'll see the walking riot, known as Rays, take on the Iron Fist of Joe Bulrog. These matches and so much more, Saturday night, August 9th, at Darrow's Extreme Fitness, 1123 Close Avenue in the Bronx, New York. For tickets and more information, go to 2kwpro.com. This event is proudly sponsored by TNF Wrestling Podcast, Mr. Thorogood's Cheesecakes, and the North Atlantic Professional Hockey League. 2KW Pro, divided we stand. August 9th. 2014. Be there.
1: Where?
2: For Bross to edit. So, uh, coming back in three, two, one. So, there you go. Um, that's the main gist of the card. Sandro will go over the rest of it, but want to say thanks uh, to Matthew Ryan and uh, for him. You know, he got in contact with us and asking us about um whether we could promote the show and we said feel free man and you know we asked him do you want us do you want us to play like an audio clip if you've got one uh, promoting the show and you just heard it there so uh thanks to Matthew and yeah, hope the show goes pretty damn good this weekend. But uh do you want to run over the uh the rest of the matches that weren't mentioned in that little bit of the promo, Sandra? Uh
0: sure, the we have a uh, Stan Steele taking on excuse me, uh Stan Styles, excuse me, taking on Caveman. Uh Charlie Chaz Monroe taking on David Potter with Dub C. G. A. West will be taking on the rogue, Anthony Kangon. Uh the Protector of Pro Wrestling, Jack Gallows taking on Ryan Zazatsky. And uh, Anthony Sobo taking on Lolan. Avila.
2: So overall, you know, not bad actually for uh, uh, opening card for a promotion. So as I say, best of luck to them. I hope, I hope everything goes well for the show, and uh, hope hope to hear some results from Matthew or uh, anybody that attends that 2KW show this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra, do you want to go over the? Uh, the stuff coming up uh, this Friday slash tonight slash already happened, depending on
0: when you're listening to this. All right. Uh, so, right now, at the moment, <laughs> AIW will be having the next show, Failure by Design. Of course, in the usual place at the Eternal Halls at uh, 7325 Gun Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. Bell time at 730 uh, tickets on the day of the show are 25 bucks, And, of course, uh, first come is first serve or as far as seating is concerned. Uh, so, updated card uh, as a recording. Uh, first off, we have Veda Scott taking on one half of the or Obarion. We have uh, Brent Banks taking on Ricky Shane Page. All Hashtag All Ego will be taking on Eddie Kingston, accompanied by the Duke. Uh, next match, we have Heidi Lovelace taking on the returning Eric Cannon. out! the first
2: uh, time in a while that he's been in there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's been a while for him. Uh, next match is for the AIW Tag Team Titles as the current champions, the Forgotten of Jimmy Jacobs and B.J. Wimmer, alongside with Tommy Mercer, a.k.a. Crimson, will be taking on the former champions, the Jalobo Fockets, in a rematch. For the AIW Intense title in a six-way scramble match, uh, Davey Vega will be defending this title against Flip Kendrick, Alex Daniels, Bobby Beverly, Ashley Six, and Joshua Singh. In a match that was just added this morning, uh, Tim Donat will be taking on Hashtag Walking Weapon. uh, Semi-main event. Uh, Josh Prohibition will be taking on the debuting Brian Myers aka Curt Hawkins
2: I've just noticed something I see Josh Prohibition's name where's Matt Cross
0: Uh, he is not listed on the show fortunately
2: I sense shenanigans because I don't think that feud between them is over
0: (laughs) that is possible but you never know yeah, never know. And uh, in a vain event, uh, due to, uh, I guess, Ring of Honor kind of fucking up the whole card, uh, <laughs> we have Christopher Daniels will be taking on the former intense champion, Lewis Linden. They just
2: want to make sure that Michael Elgin can play baseball.
0: I, <laughs> I, I still don't understand why they had to pull uh, him and uh, ACH.
2: I guess they don't want to take a chance. I guess so. Anyway, also happening right now, possibly. (laughs) Do you want to go through it, Sandro? It's uh, the return of Evolve.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Of course, uh, even though it's not really uh, a wrestling show per se, but on Thursday... uh, they will have a live U shoot with uh, Matt Seidel. And who knows what the hell he'll be saying. Uh, I'll probably check it out uh, when it happens. It's, it's, pro- it's
2: probably archived anyway on WWN Live for you to check out anyway.
0: Well, I, I guess it depends if they get everything set up because you never know with them. But yeah, it should be up on archive by the, by the end of the weekend at least. So it should be mm. interesting to see. But uh, their next set of shows continues with Evolve 31, and of course, this is the uh, quote-unquote uh, reboot of uh, Evolve, or whatever that means, as they will be returning to the Orpheum in ebor City, uh, in Ebor City, Florida, of course, outside of Tampa Bay. Uh, bell time at 9pm. Uh, some matches that have been confirmed uh, as a recording. Uh, first match is a FIP showcase match uh, six-man tag as Lindsay Dorado will be teaming up with those Bandejos taking on uh, Jesus de Leon and the Juicy Product. So that should be very interesting. In the uh, round-robin challenge, a.k.a. the style battle 2014, which I don't know why he had to change it, but he decided to- <laughs> which is basically the exact same format. But anyways, anyways, as far as this night is concerned, uh, there will be two matches of the uh, style battle tournament. Uh, in the first match, we have Drew Gulak taking on Timothy Thatcher. And in the next uh, style battle match, uh, Biff Busick will be taking on the debuting James Raidine. Should be interesting matches throughout the whole weekend. Anyways, the next match in a uh, tag team grudge match, uh, rich one, w- alongside the Freedom Gate champion Rico- Ricochet, uh, accompanied by Ivelisse, will be taking on the premier athlete brand of Anthony Nice and Caleb Conley, who will be accompanied by Sue Young, as usual. Oh, speaking of Ivelisse, and
2: just because I remembered it, because it was in news this week, but because uh, it was so long ago and because it isn't on our page, I forgot about it. They've officially confirmed that uh, Serena Deeb is apparently injured. Mm. From um, I can't remember what show it was, but it basically means she can't take on uh Lee's for the belt at Shine Twenty One. So they're working on a replacement, apparently.
0: Yeah, they're they're having a a 4 match, and the winner of that match uh, takes on Eva later in the night. Right. Well, we'll get to that. In the two weeks, when yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get to in
2: a few weeks.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on in the semi main events, which is a first time dream match. And honestly, it really is. Uh, yep. The former Freedom Gate champion, Johnny Gargano, will be taking on the returning Matt Seidel. Uh, it should be interesting. Of course, uh, it's been, well, maybe two years since uh, he's wrestled, period. Of course, he wrestled like the last two weeks, of course, but. Uh, I haven't heard him, like, like losing any ring runs. Obviously, he's been doing pretty well the last couple of weeks. So, uh, should be a pretty good match between both guys. And in the main event, uh, possibly, I guess, another dream match in a way. What is uh, being entitled, Something to Prove. And... Um, from what I recall, I believe this is a non-title match, but I'm hearing rumblings that it could change. I'm not really sure.
2: I think it's non-title, but you know, I'm pretty sure this match happened as well in a certain other company with a couple of W's and an A, possibly.
0: Mm, probably. Who knows? Um. Anyways, the Evolve champion, Chris Hero, will be taking on uh, Drew Galloway, a.k.a. Drew McIntyre. Obviously, uh, I'm hearing um, over the, the media that uh, uh, Galloway is very excited and uh, he's looking very forward to uh, show the crowd that uh, he's more than just a comedy act, basically. He's
2: more than a free man band. Three-man <laughs> band. I was a fan of it. I liked it. You're just doing that because it was your birthday earlier in the week. Sure. I forgot to wish you happy birthday on this show, damn it.
0: <laughs> That's all right. No, but uh I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm looking forward to see how he is without the uh the WWE style. Uh I know there there was um a lot of if the
2: internet's to believed, he'll be like hero and you'll get fat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm kinda of surprised he hasn't like uh make some sort of jokes at that. But maybe he might say it on on, uh, this weekend. Who knows? But uh, I'm interested to see how Galloway does without the the WWE style, I guess, um, in a way, holding him back. But uh, it should be interesting.
2: So uh, we now transition into uh, Saturday and Sunday's events. And Saturday is complicated because I don't know how much ticket prices are for the shows themselves. Because... The previously mentioned shoot interview thing with Matt Seidel, as well as all of the Evolve Weekend and the FIP show are all going to be on iPay-Per-View. But the thing is, this Saturday night show is actually a double header. So it's one ticket for two shows, which I think is a pretty sweet deal, uh, to be honest. This is... Uh, <clears throat> The Full Impact the st- pu- f- Full Impact Pro Heat twenty fourteen show at the Family Cent well and then after that Evolve thirty two uh at the Family Center Gymnasium at twenty oh eight North Goldenrod Road in Orlando, Florida. Uh the bell time for the FIP show is at six and the Evolve show will start at nine. Uh for the FIP show there aren't any matches set. But um, on the card are uh, the Savages of Eddie Graves and Teddy Stigma, Rich Swan, Max Chicago, Trina Michaels, Ndos de of Cruz and Rios, uh, the Shine champ Ivelisse, and the Florida Heritage champ Chasen Rance. It says Trent Barretta, but I think there could be an issue there considering, you know, he's injured. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: somebody did not update a- the website. <clears throat> Just a note WWN Live. He's injured. Okay. He's injured. <laughs> um So, uh I guess to resolve that. Um Evolve 32 in the evening at nine PM, uh on that card uh we have the second round of the style battle. 2014 as uh, Timothy Thatcher will face Biff Busick and Drew Gulak will take on James Radin uh, Johnny Gagano will take on Caleb Connolly accompanied by Sue Young uh, Tony Nice, uh, also accompanied by Sue Young he'll be taking on Drew Galloway the former Drew McIntyre uh, in a Dream Match main event which apparently isn't the main event even though it is the main event uh, Ricochet versus Matt Seidel aka Evan Bourne which sort of did happen in Dragon Gate Japan a few uh, weeks back but then that was a tag match wasn't it with a two yes it was but this is one on one which will be pretty cool and then the Evolved title will be on the line with Chris Hero defending it against Rich Swan. I think that was supposed to be Trent wasn't it
0: yeah, that
2: was supposed to be the match with Trent. But Swan has stepped in. And then Evolve 33 on Sunday night. Uh, that'll be coming from uh, the 1904 Music Hall at 19 North Ocean Street in Jacksonville, Florida on uh, August the 10th. Was it that show? or No, it was the Orlando show that got its venue changed, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think
2: it was. But, uh, yeah, the Jacksonville show is Sunday with a bell time of seven. Uh, you've got the final set of the uh, style battle uh, matches as Timothy Thatcher will take on James Ray Dean. And my, like, one that I really want to see, the rematch from any other company, whoever cares, uh, between Drew Gulak and Biff music.
0: The feud that never ends.
2: Well, it will do when one of them gets signed by WWE.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess this is like the indie version of uh, Tanahashi Nakamura,
2: I guess. Except Tanahashi and Nakamura will never go to WWE. Yeah, that's true. Wow, unlikely. Anyway. Um, Tony Nese will be taking on Lince Dorado and niece accompanied by Sue Young. Uh, Chris Ciro will face Caleb Connolly uh, with Sue Young. I believe that is supposed to be non-title, but you never know. Uh, Ricochet will be taking on Drew Galloway, aka Drew McIntyre. And then Evolution's End. This feud must finish, which means it will probably continue next month. Uh... Rich Swan versus Johnny
0: Gargano,
2: uh-huh. and Evolution's end have previously been really good matches, so uh, hopefully the trend continues with this one. And obviously, with the way that they're saying that the matches will all be set, um, all these matches will sort of count towards who is in with a shout. Of challenging here on the next show for his Evolved title. If of course he still is champion by uh the end of the weekend. And then finally, uh we go to Ring of Honor, uh the continuation of the summer heat tour. Uh it's uh this Saturday at the Pennsylvania National Guard Armoury at twenty seven hundred Southampton in Philadelphia, PA, or Pennsylvania, I guess if you want to call it that, but PA is the same. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the doors will be opening at six thirty with a seven thirty bell time. On this card, uh, Caprice Coleman and Takagi Watanabe will be taking on BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs of the Decade. Then, uh, I don't want to say it. Your favorite. <laughs> Which no, well, that's 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 fifty percent correct, because R. D. Evans, the guy with the streak, accompanied by Vader Scott and Ramon, will be taking on Moose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I feel I feel so pleased for Maxwell of Chicago now that he's got rid of Moose.
0: Well, I guess the somewhat good thing is that uh, now that he has a contract with a Ring of Honor, he uh, uh, he's pretty much done with the the WWN world. Which means Macross Chicago can, you yeah, know,
2: properly rock out to the big band version that smells like Teen Spirit.
0: <laughs> and he he won't be accompanied to the bravado, so... Yeah.
2: Um... Brian Kendrick will be taking on The Last Real Man, Silas Young. Uh, Rocky Romero will be facing Tommaso Ciampa.
0: <laughs> a rematch from '11. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is a rematch from the last Ring of Honor show. Uh,
2: the Briscoes will be taking on The War Machine of Hanson and Roe.
0: Oh, that should be uh, Danny Brook.
2: Uh, for the first time in Ring of Honor... Yeah, I'm trying to (laughs) probably I'm trying to think where would they have faced each other before?
0: Uh, They fought each other at. uh, Oh, it was at the House of Hardcore show, I believe, the one in Cali, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, I I think that was. Yeah. But for the first time, Ring of Honor, it's going to be the Young Bucks versus the... uh, Negative influence, <laughs> the negative
0: influence sure.
2: of uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian I'm pretty
0: sure this is like uh, the second match of best of seven throughout the rest of the it year. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? It's gonna be awesome. That's what it matters. And they're gonna have five more matches throughout the rest of the year. Um,
2: yeah, please tell me they face each other again. At All-Star Extravaganza. You never know. And then they just randomly have it on PWG weekend as well. Oh, I'm
0: pretty sure they're going to
2: have PWG it PWG Bowler point. weekend. Let's, ha- let's make it happen, damn it. Oh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Super kick party with added suicide.
0: it will probably happen either in the October or December year. There's still enough time. Uh, the World TV title will also be on the line.
2: As Jay Lethal will be taking on ACH, Lethal accompanied by Truth, mm. Martini.
0: and of course uh, ACH cashing in his uh, number one contendership that he won at the at the uh, Ring of Honor pay per view uh, back in June. Yeah, So What do you think? You think we'll see a title change I don't know. I'm
2: kind of thinking possibly, but I did like that promo that Truth Martini did that's on the Ring of Honor uh, YouTube page.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it yet.
2: He, he sort of really talked honestly, like, how the fact that he was paralyzed in 2005.
1: Mm.
2: And that's, you know, it, it's always every wrestler's dream to be a world champion. And that sort of got cut short, but... You know, when he got that belt, when he was the manager of Roderick Strong, he felt like <clears throat> he made it, and <clears throat> you know, he had a part. Of, you know, it was it was part of him, sort of thing. And it's clearly, it's obviously relating to Lethal being TV champ. So uh, it was a very well put together, like four or five minute video from him. So I applaud that. And then the main event: uh, Unbreakable Michael Elgin will be defending his Ring of Honor world title against Cedric Alexander. Would you've, if you've seen all the commercials on their YouTube page saying um, Tommaso Ciampa and Michael Elgin both want to face each other at death before dishonor, I think you know who's going to win that.
0: Yeah, even though uh, Alexander does have the momentum, uh, I don't think we're going to see a title change. Uh, not now.
2: No. If they didn't build it up until after the summer heat tour, yep. it'd be all right.
0: Yeah, even though, you know, he does have momentum, but it's it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Sorry.
2: I, we can dream. We can dream.
0: <laughs> it will happen next year. Who knows?
2: Anyway, uh, that's all we got time for this week. Uh, check out all the other shows. Yeah. You're doing that now. Think about we've got to do this again for the next so many weeks. Yeah. Uh, it never gets easy. Uh, Pimping it easy apparently as well. I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, check out all the other shows here on the network. Unplugged uh, on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock with Bronx and Jeff. Uh, Sunday night showdown coming up next weekend for coverage of um i guess we can call it summer slam but i guess the scam is thanks to dean ambrose why mate why come on anyway i
0: also call it SummerFest.
2: <laughs> which
0: uh speaking of that sunday is going to be a pretty busy sunday that whole day
2: which sunday Every Sunday is going to be busy for the
0: next few weeks because there's two other shows happening that day.
2: Yeah, is is there a Dragon
0: show? There's a, a Dragon Gate uh, pay per view earlier in the morning, and uh, and for some reason Triple A is having a Triple Mania at the same time at SummerSlam. Wow, which is not really smart. I can't wait to talk about that.
2: Yeah, next week he lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word people, take a break come on, it's the summer have a siesta, anyway yeah, Sunday Night Showdown um, covering Summer's Lamb next week and then podcast wise, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman Get in the Zone with Bronx Anthony and L-Train the Elite Force podcast uh, with uh, Walkie and Mindweb and Chuck W uh, Sticks and Flicks with me um I think that's everybody's mentioned. You know, running the ropes is on hiatus. There's no need to mention about that. You can check out the archive certainly of the shows if you uh, want to get your fix of uh Mav. Uh I think that's everybody yeah. Well, unplug C T. Oh nearly forgot that. Um go check that out if you haven't already. Very nice uh episode on uh mysterious plane, crashes, disappearances, all that sort of thing. Uh, Sandra, how can uh, people get in touch with us? Especially Matthew Ryan, so he can tell us the results from the two. Uh, the two F is it two F?
0: No. Oh my
2: god. Sorry, it's, it's been a. Lo- it's it's a long night. I'm on about twenty hours, not being a no. I'm on twenty hours without going to sleep. So it's, it's yeah, it's busy. Two kW.
0: Anyways, yeah, you can contact us through Facebook, uh, com slash The Whole Indie Show. You can find us on Twitter at TWIS underscore podcast, which we are officially over 300. So thank you for those new followers over or on Twitter. Uh, you can follow myself at uh excuse me, <laughs> Sandro TWIS S A N D R O T W I S. You can follow Ashley at Ash is my name. UK. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for the Whole Indie Show. Subscribe, uh, rate us, and leave some feedback. And uh, you can email us questions or feedback or anything indie wrestling to Whole Indie at com. You can find all the RSS feeds and all the archives over at snsradionetwork.com
2: As well as the email, you can email us direct from there as well. Just look for the contact, the shows and then find the whole indie show tab and you'll be able to email via the power of web browser apparently or magic or something So next week is going to be just as crazy now as you previous, as you just heard apparently we've got triple mania apparently we've got a big dragon gate show apparently we've got shikara um oh, man. Stuff. apparently we've got ring of honor
0: yeah stuff happening here in new york
2: <laughs> this is still i'm guessing next week we will probably be also reviewing the finale to the g1 yes more than likely we will be because um that's probably the first of the big tournaments that we've got coming up because that's coming through so to reflect that and the fact that you know i think indie wrestling is somehow processing me uh we're gonna close tonight with pink floyd's welcome to the machine (laughs)
0: Uh, Before we end off, uh, just a note. uh, I might be doing coverage over on Twitter for the Evolve triple shows. Uh, I'm not going to do the FIP show because I won't be here when it happens. But I might be doing all three shows. So just uh, stay tuned on our Twitter page for more information.
2: Keep an eye out for that. And I'm pretty sure you'll post up a a message on the Facebook wall as well to keep in touch with everybody uh as to whether you'll be able to do it okay so uh yeah welcome to the Sheen from pink Floyd because that's what it feels like it's getting now Yeah, it's going to be the same well it's not going to be the same podcast every week but it's going to be the same sort of stuff it's going to be a lot of reviews well no sorry a lot of previews and a lot of results oh i can't wait for this to be over oh wait that isn't till october That was Ashley. This was Sandro. That was the wrong way round. This was your weekly slice of indie goodness. I'm going to bed. Good night. We're done. For this week.
1: like school and you know, you know
0: so wrong.